Uh, all right. Uh, let's. Uh, okay, part two. Yeah, let's get it started. In here. <laughs> My favorite Kanye song of all time. Yes. <laughs> remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to you. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to, use as content to learn about each other and our guests. Uh, You've heard the first part already, so just... uh, uh, who's here? Stanley's here. S- say hi, Stanley. Hi, Stanley. And Professor Sky's here. That's pretty cool. Hi, Stanley. When you you reach like Sky, when you reach like fifty thousand listeners and like uh, fifty thousand like subscribers and stuff like that, you're going to do like a tier list of all of Ye's um, albums and stuff like that. That's correct. And unfortunately, like during that time, it was just like really you know, not a good time to do that. And it was just like, I think you were still like kind of really, so, so this is just me being selfish. Cause I love hearing you talk about <laughs> yay. Um, sometimes I'll like, honestly, like listen to your videos on yay rather than listen to the album about yay, because it makes me wow. like think about like these things. And like, cause like I'll li- like watch your video about like, you know, yay's performance artist, And I'll be like, fuck that guy. Fuck Kanye. All that stuff. And then I'll watch that and be like, Huh, yeah, that is that is really interesting and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> like and like I think this might be the last time may like might be the last time we'll ever cover Yay on this show. Uh we I was kind of pushing my luck with the Pablo episode a little bit. Like um but yeah, like I just wanted first of all for to make this episode happen, to make your video about the tier list happen, like just like by my my own sheer will. And then also for people who just want like a just want to hear you talk, just want to hear us talk about it, but also like just have like a check out this if you want to hear our thoughts on all the, these albums and stuff like that. Yes. So uh, let's get started um, <laughs> in here. Uh, let's get it started. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh man, those bars. <laughs> like, okay, I, I guess like the first thing we'll do is like kind of. What is your criteria for how you rank these albums? I'm kind of more loosey goosey. I'm kind of more for my stamp songs. Uh, I'm usually I'm more so like, what song would I say from a fire? Basically, what song would, um, if I were to like show it like an alien? So that's my criteria. It's a little more loosey goosey. It's more my opinion and stuff like that. I think they're all ten out of tens, and they're just like different levels of ten out of tens. Uh, but Stanley, what's your criteria? Yeah, so it's either the impact that album had on my life or the impact it had on music. That That's how I kind of rated the albums. And then there I have like songs I think are the best songs on the album if I was being objective, well, subjectively objective. And then there are my favorite songs that I think if I had to curate a playlist to explain my fandom, these would be the tracks I would use to do that. 
So I'm a little bit of a tricky case here because, you know, so I talk all the time about my mid-20s music death. Kanye almost escaped it. So the important thing to know about me is my <laughs> – so I, I, you know, I tell the story all the time. I was driving in Jamaica Plain in Boston the first time I heard the, the Blueprint and I heard Izzo and I asked my friend Brad to tell me what was the name of the producer and I didn't know what Kanye West was. And I was like, whoever this guy is, this guy is the best producer. I can't believe that this is, I haven't felt this way since Timbaland, right? Because before Kanye, Timbaland was the only producer who I'd go, that's the guy. And so then I remember I was in Oakland when I heard uh, Jesus Walks for the first time. And I was like, oh shit, that's Kenya. That's the guy from the Jay-Z album. Because I, I never heard his name said before. So I got the college dropout. And as you will see, it didn't fully connect with me. I didn't listen to late registration at all. I didn't listen to graduation when it came out. I was driving down the street and love lockdown came on the radio and my son was two years old and he told me, Poppy, this is good music. And I'm like, no, Kanye's not good anymore. And he said, no, this is good. And so I went to the library and I got 808 and heartbreak. And then from 808 on, I listened to everything Kanye did. And I've gone back and listened to his earlier albums a couple of times. So I'm sort of the opposite. Like I was there before he was the old Kanye. And then for the old Kanye period, I was kind of gone. And so anyways, that, I just need to say that because I'm going to have some takes that are going to make a lot of old Kanye fans very, oh, very I can't, oh, no. I can't wait for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my criteria is, is um, the first criteria is just as art, right? Like just like, how does it feel to me as a piece of art that's capable of changing the zeitgeist and of just doing that thing that the Pablo Picasso of it, how is he able to do it? Um, that That is equally important to just re-listenability. Re so I, that's one thing I love about Kanye is just so many of his albums, you just don't ever have to take them out. Just listen to them on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. Some albums I think are more repeatable than others. So that's my sort of secondary criteria. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say everything is 10 out of 10, but in my tier list, you know, if, if I'm saying something is at the bottom of my Kanye tier list, it's probably at the top of any other tier list, right? So it, nothing here would be lower than an A on a general tier list, but not everything is going to be an S on the, on the Kanye tier list. For those who might not like know, for for people who are hearing Sky for the very first time, I guess uh, maybe the second time, like what do you think? Like very quickly, like what do you think makes him a great artist? He has the artistic vision and the artistic capacity to execute that vision. So a lot of people have vision, a lot of people have ability to execute. He can do both, and he he there are very few artists who are able to do what he's able to do, which is when he makes something new, it's different than the thing that was before. And everybody hears it for the first time and says, I don't like it this time. This time I don't like what he did. And then within a couple of listens, you realized the artist was right. The fan was wrong. And he's the kind of artist who makes you do that over and over and over and over and over again. Like every album, I said, oh, this one's not good. And then every album, I come around and say, well, actually, you know, Down to Two is pretty good. <laughs> and after all, it's still pretty good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's sort of uh, – did I answer your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's just get started. Let, let's call it dropout. Um, Stanley, you, you go first. What do you think? Uh, so <laughs> on my ranking – it's ranked six, but it's a 10. That's the thing about, I should mention with these rankings, like 
I, I except for the first album that my number one album, everything else changes every single day. So today when I did my list, I had College Dropout as number six. It's I think I think the reason why for me it's low is because his production is so uh third grade level compared to where he's gonna go that it's it's hard to like elevate it past a dark fantasy or an eight oh eights or whatnot. But aside from that, it's uh it's an amazing maybe top three debut hip hop album of all time. Maybe we can argue it. I mean Lauren Jay-Z, Biggie, okay, maybe top five, maybe top five. So I, I'm putting College Dropout in the B tier. Um, I'm putting it as my 10th favorite Kanye album. Um, even though I, I think I bought it midnight the day it came out. Like I, I was super hyped for it, but it it didn't immediately connect with me. And I, I listened to it again this week. And I think the issue is it's kind of too long. It, like the, the, the skits are okay. I feel like the whole like college tr- trilogy stuff for me in my experience is all leading up to graduation and, and beyond. Like, I really do feel like it's that. So it's like, if I want to hear old Kanye production, I'd rather hear it with Jay-Z. Um, and then, but, but I mean, I did listen to it again th- this week and I was like, Oh God damn, this is a good album. <laughs> I've been sleeping on college dropout, but it, it also maybe just doesn't have the same amount of, uh, listenability i mean even a song like jesus walks which like i really love like i don't really like feel the need to listen to it you know maybe you know school spirit is one that you can listen to just over and over and over and over again um but yeah so that's that's uh there's one of my my first uh i missed the new kanye takes (laughs) Mm. okay so i would put it s it's S like for me, like, it's like, maybe it's just like a Chicago, like I'm like from Chicago and like I lived in Chicago and I'm living in Chicago. I think with Stanley, it's a very valid point that production wise, it's nowhere near graduation or like uh, twisted fantasy. Of course, of course. But I think considered his lack of resources, considering he was just like a kid from nowhere, basically who like, worked his way up and like he got the label deal and then he he was kind of like ignored basically <laughs> like it's like the most inspiring th- that's what this is like the album that is like pretty untainted but like completely like just like the same way you can kind of listen to the, the the Jackson 5 i think the thing that really impresses me is just like how de- how decent of a person he is on this album like how he how decent he's presenting on this album the idea that he's like um gifted and hardworking and eccentric but has like morals that are like they're they like they're admirable morals like the idea of like i woke up early this morning with a new state of mind a creative way to run without using knives and guns like that whole bit like if everyone just followed that like we would be fine like there'd be no wars there'd be no mm-hmm. and then this album just like this is the album i relate to the most i feel most like this version of kanye like i feel like him the most I, um, you know, this, this idea of just like, um, this, the, 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 the chip on my shoulder, like trying to be, you know, like dealing with rejection, dealing with like trying to like prove myself and trying to like show people that I can get all these great people together and make great arts and stuff. That's like, um, and the idea that like he showed me, you could change your reality. You could pray to the stars, skies and change your stars and manifest the reality you want. And that's like, 
embedded in my DNA. That just like changed my life forever. So it's S. Watching Genius Part One. Oh yeah, elevates for me college drop because because totally. what you said, Andrew, is exactly right. You saw in Genius the the struggle of the kid from Chicago who just wanted a shot, and then when he got his shot, he he did college dropout. And despite all the obstacles, like it's it's genius. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what's your stamp? What's your stamp on this album? <sighs> That's really tough. I think probably all falls down. Just all falls just down, yeah. Because yeah. it's you know it does all the things that I like on Jesus Walks, and it's got a lot of re- repeatability. It almost makes up for I don't know <laughs> workout plan. <laughs> Just, I love that. I know. That's my that's my least favorite of that. And yeah. slow jams, even <laughs> slow jams. And ludicrous. No. Man, I don't ever need to hear ludicrous. Whoa, no. whoa! Put some respect on his name. I know. I, the ludicrous song. I'm like, okay, like it. I I'm. I think late registration feels longer than this album. Like I think late registration suffers from that problem you're talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, it's long. Even though I love it, I love that album. I think that. All Falls Down is like one of the best written hip hop songs ever, in my opinion. Like yeah. just succinctly describes the experience of being American under consumerism. Like it's and it's brimming with humor and color, cogent political therapy, com- commentary, like um, like fuck the police. That's how I dream. We buy a way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. We have buy a lot of clothes, but we don't really need them. Things we buy to cover up what's inside because they made us hate ourselves and love they wealth because Charlie's well, yeah, all that stuff is like. And then the turn though that makes it from good to great is I'm not going to act holier than thou. I I'm not I'm I participate in this. I'm not going to lie to you. And say I'm like the socialist king, basically. And like, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm going to show you my contradictions. I'm going to show you, like, um, and I'm going to show you your contradictions that you live every day. So Um, mine is Jesus Walks, because I think that I think that there's a role where Nas writes All Falls Down. Like, I think there's a role where other artists can write All Falls Down. But aside from Rhymefest, nobody else can write Jesus Walks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's in, in the record. I could do it. <laughs> and, and, and also nobody else would be courageous enough to say, you know what? I'm going to stand on Jesus Walks. Even though record companies said, we're not going to promote this thing. He stood by. And I was him being Kanye. Because he could have been like, you know what, I'm not going to use. But he spent all this money, got Hype Williams. Everything was centered around this track because he knew that this track would make him different from everybody else. So I, I think Jesus Walks is the stamp for that reason alone. Late registration. Um, I'm putting it S tier. Uh, it's one of the best sophomore albums of all time. Like I think a lot of these albums are like, it's the best blank version of this genre of all time like it's it's he's he's like that good um it's one of the best sophomore albums of all time one of the best rap albums of all time um the john bryan collaboration is just it's it just like he was like the first to do it he was the first hip-hop guy to do that and like um the way he's able to like bring inspiration from anywhere is so cool he was watching like um 
you know, he was watching Eternal Sunshine. He was listening to Fiona Apple and stuff like that and loving those albums, like Portishead and stuff. He was like, re- like the, his reference points for this album are really cool, really interesting. This is the period of time where he's like trying to sell, like where he's selling the American dream back to us while still being attuned to the sorrow of black Americans, uh, while also the scope of the suffering he sees widens, basically. And it's every song, like most of the songs are very hopeful. Like, um, Hey Mama is about like the American dream, like in through her, the American dream. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the like crack, crack music is like the idea of just like, um, you know, there's, there's hope for people in the crack epidemic. Like, um, the song like uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, like you don't have to rely on jewelry to feel good. Like the diamond is inside you. Like Rockefeller is awesome and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's my, that's S tier. For me, this is, this is my favorite Kanye West album of all time. So it's S tier. It's the, the highest. This is in some ways, and I think genius showed us it's college dropout part two. Cause a lot of the songs that are on this album were songs from either, those sessions or prior but what he did was he went to production school and he listened to other genres of music and he infused it into his production and i think while people might say it's drawn out i think what he did that made this album so amazing is he gave it space he allowed space and time for it to breathe on its own so he wasn't concerned with filling every moment with lyrics or clever punchlines he actually let music do its thing. And I think John Bryan was a big influence with that. I think he also, in this album, was able to run back to his community and say, hey, y'all, I, I've made it. Now I'm going to tell you what it's actually like. Whereas today's Kanye kind of ran and never came home. But this Kanye came home and was like, yo, all right, we got to do this. We got to do that. Here's how we can break down the system. Crack music is actually crack music. Like people are addicted to this shit. So we can actually utilize, utilize it to bring us out of our struggle that the system has created. Like he was really thinking about flipping white supremacy into an outlet for black empowerment. And, and, and it just sounds so good. Like it just sounds really good. He also brokered the truce between Jay Z and Nas on this album. So for that alone, he is a god. Although he did in that era make a decision to stick with Jay and not with Dane, which was probably, well, not probably, definitely the right decision at the time, but also showed that he was more of a capitalist than we understood, I think, back then. Because he knew with Jay, you can still make a lot of money and and make more hits. With Dane, he, he wasn't going to get that access. Uh, that's going to go C tier, uh, 13 out of 13. Wow. My least favorite, my least favorite Kanye West album. Wow. Whoa. Hey, hey, Sky, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish, but your ratings suck. C <laughs> <laughs> um, is like, you, you said like. This is as low as it gets. Um, I still like it. I still like a lot of things about it. I think this really is just a case of where I didn't listen to it when it came out. So I didn't form any major attachments to it. Um, and again, I, I feel like everything's leading up to graduation in terms of his early phase. I, everything you said, I agree with. I just, 
I find diamonds from Sierra Leone an interesting concept, but then it's not really delivered. And I, I'm always annoyed when people talk about the rock. I just find it annoying. I just, I, I own rock the <laughs> dynasty. Okay. Like I, I, I mean, rock the familia, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm into the Rockefeller stuff, but I don't really like it. I, you know, like the, like the, the yeah, like, like the samples are like, I don't know, like the 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 move on up what sample. What are you talking about? The move on. Sa- okay, so I'm a big Curtis Mayfield fan. So the the simplicity of the move on up sample on on Touch the Sky is painful because it's like uh, it's just the song, and I understand that not everyone's a big Curtis Mayfield fan, and that's actually not like a soup. That's not Superfly, right? It's not like his biggest hit, but just in general. I, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't really like the broke fight broke stuff. It's, it's all right. Uh, I will say that I think that Gone. That's going to be my stamp. I think that's a better Otis Redding interpolation than Otis on Watch the Throne. Um, so I think that's really touching and really nice. I really like the way he does it. And I like Hey Mama. I mean, I like I like all the songs. It's not like I dislike them. Um, but definitely this is like my least favorite Kanye album to listen to. I think a lot of it's on on John Bryan. I, I just, I don't know, whatever he brought to it, it wasn't something that moved me. So I, I've now uh, pissed off uh, the hosts here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, no, that's valid. You're allowed to uh, be wrong. feel that yeah, way. Yeah, be wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we have the same stamps. Uh, my two stamps are uh, "Hey Mama." Um, it's it's just beautiful. It's just unreal. Like it's the most like um, as we knelt on the kitchen floor. I said, "Mommy, I love you till you don't hurt no more." And I'm, when I'm older, you don't gotta work no more. And I'm gonna get you that mansion that we couldn't afford. Like it's th- that solid. Like and in the beginning of the song, he says. Let me take you back to the better times. Back then, it was better than now, you know, like, because all, like, I had that love, that caretaker. I think that's like what he's been chasing ever since. And he, um, and then Gone is like, he, <laughs> it's another one of those songs where he like predicted his future, like, basically. Like, if they ever flip sides like Anakin's, you'll sell everything, including the mannequin. They got a new bitch. Now you're Jennifer Aniston, like, all that stuff. And then it ends with like, sorry, Mr. West is gone. Like the idea of like, I think again, he's telling you what he does. He's not like mysterious or anything like that. He's telling you that like, I'm not going to like hold your hand and, you know, um, be your dad or whatever. I'm just going to sell you inspiration that you can use for yourself. You know, it's like, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And I think he's also very intentional with this opening tracks like it's like if you just listen to the first track of every album, you kind of get what the album is about. And heard heard him say is it's it's social commentary in, in the best of way. And like it's just it's just Kanye hasn't been flipped yet to the dark side. And because his mom is he still has his mom and he hasn't tasted the highest form of success yet that comes with graduation. Like graduation is both the best and probably the worst thing that happened to him. And We'll talk about it now. All right. So graduation. Uh, Stanley, what's your, you, you said this is like, it's all building to this. So where, where you put it? I had, I had graduation in my top three. So whatever that might look like, because I think like that is him telling the world that he can do anything he wants and you will follow. So he set out a goal to make stadium music 
he did it and then he rocked stadiums and it was bigger than any other rock star on the planet. And Can't Tell Me Nothing is still to this day. And it's like awesome because so many of his tracks, when you learn more about the history behind it, like Can't Tell Me Nothing was actually a Jeezy record that Jeezy passed on. And Kanye's like, all right, cool, I'll use it. Like a lot of the songs that Kanye made huge were really for somebody else. So, so, but anyways, that this album is, I'll just quickly say for me, my favorite Kanye song is on this album. So this album always resonates. Um, and my favorite Kanye song is I Wonder. So 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 for me, this is this is top tier. Yay. All right. And I'm gonna say I Wonder is the worst Kanye song. I'm just uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm putting this is my first S tier. Uh, I think it's his I think it's his fourth best album. Uh there's like one song that is not a 10, the drunken hot girls, you know. Um, oh, it's not a 10. I think it's great though. I, yeah, I like but that song. I, I mean like Okay, so wait, registration, we had to sit through Adam Levine. This one, we have to sit through Chris Martin. <laughs> Chris Martin is a much better pill than Adam Levine. Um, and I can say that because I used to look like the drummer from Maroon 5. Um, but Your I, body's I, insane. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this, I mean, this is funny because, you know, this was after I had, I, I first listened to this album the very first time in 2010. So way after it had come out, um, after I'd gotten into 808 and all that and it's this is i think his best rap album just as like a rap rap album i think it's his best execution of his uh early style of sampling i think his samples are insane i think the champion samples insane i think the good morning samples insane the i wonder samples insane i mean the stronger sample is the least interesting because it's you know, the most sort of direct, but then the, the Daft Punk sample is such a direct sample anyways, that it's sort of okay. And then he'll end up working with Daft Punk later in a way that's more interesting. Um, and, and then even just like the, the audacity to have DJ Premier not as listed as a producer. I didn't know that until today when I looked it up. So like DJ Premier always gets producing credits, but he just gets the scratching on everything I am. Um, and, and I think Big Brother is a really underrated song. You know, I, I, I am obsessed with rap songs that expand the emotional range that is permitted, you know, because usually rap is so based on a certain kind of masculinity and hardness. His tenderness towards Jay-Z is legitimately moving to me. So, yeah, no, I, I just, just what, a, God, what an amazing album. Also the exposure on that song, because he exposes the friction that we now know about yeah. Jay and Kanye, right? It's, it's not all good yeah. all the time. Oh, and, and this has the first appearance of Mike Dean, right? Mm. We talked about like in a future episode, like the like self laceration of Keen. <laughs> They're just like, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, like that. This is just like solemn and just like, man, I, I have some regrets and I just want to let you know that I love you and all that mm -hmm. stuff. You're my big brother, like all that stuff. It's really good. Um, a tier for me. Um, it's a little like, it's definitely like, it's perfect for driving through Chicago, like seeing the skyline and stuff like that. Like Michigan's there. Um, it's, it's so, it's, it's so perfect. It's the, it's the, it's the perfect pop rap album. It's the perfect pop rap album. Um, with like a little bit of like still enough artsiness that makes it really pop and stuff like that. Drunken hot girls is kind of future Kanye stuff. Um, um, and my stamp is good life. It's that's that's so 2007. It's so like it's my pump up song. And there's still a little bit of social commentary with like 
having money's not everything, not having it is like, uh, like that, that's just like one of the, in the, in the song where it's just like 2007, there's still that one like line. That's just like, so cogent, mm-hmm. so political, so, and like, it's like the, before I had it, I closed my ima- eyes and imagined the good life. This, like this appreciation of the blessings he's received in his life. It's, it's great. It's also, good. um, in that era, it, it was the moment where hip hop decided to go full on pop, right? Cause it was that Curtis album by 50 Versus Curtis, Ugh, Curtis, <laughs> but even outside of that, like people like KRS one were making fun of, you know, flashing lights and calling it not hip hop. Right. Like, like, mm. so, so Kanye was the one who then said, you know what, y'all let's take this genre to the biggest stage possible and actually be the rock stars that we are. And after that, you got, well, what we're getting next, but you got all the the popularization of the genre, really. So this was the one. Yeah. And I, I need to say for my stamp, I, I seriously don't know what's going on with the world. Every time I say that Barry Bonds might be my favorite Kanye song, <laughs> so good. somebody like – Flames me in the comments. What song is everyone else hearing? That bass line is insane. The chorus is so good. I, it's my it's my favorite Kanye rapping. I think he's the most easy. I think he's funny. I like the way he plays with his you know forced rhymes and pronunciation. The way that was the first time I'd ever listened to to Lil Wayne. I mean, I own Hot Boys albums, but I didn't pay attention to Lil Wayne. I missed his whole like explosion. So I was like. Wow, Lil Wayne really knows how to rap. Like that was what really what happened. But just like that is the most the thing I sing most in my life. I'll just be kind of like sitting down. I'll just be like, dude, like yeah. I just, just that line. <laughs> so good. And the funny thing is, because I listen to it with my kids, I only listen to the clean versions. So uh, that song's a lot better. Kanye, by the way, is better. All the, he's always better with clean versions. If you can get them, listen wow. to them because then you avoid a lot of his weird like stuff. Toffee. Um, <laughs> That's like, right. like <laughs> we'll get there. Um, like I, the line, like the um, whatever they make them, I shall have them. Yes, I mean have them. Like that's so cool. And then he goes that's deeper so cool. and he says. Uh, uh, then he and then he so he mistakes the have them and then he says I'm such a havoc I'm such a havoc oops I mean havoc so he mispronounces havoc so it rhymes with have them and then like oh my god and it's just a stupid rhyme about drinking lean but it doesn't matter it's just great yeah uh, Stanley you said the uh, I wonder is your favorite song like of his yeah what do you think why why is it my favorite song it's just whenever the first time I heard it it was the moment I felt most inspired. And it, to this day, when I hear it, I get chills whenever he says, and I back on my grind, I second for my lifeline and my life, my lifeline told me in my lifetime, my name will help light up the Chicago skyline. And that's why I'm seven o'clock. That's prime time. I just, right now, just saying I'm getting chills. Like it just, it just, it's a beautiful, inspiring. And it's also him acknowledging that like, yeah, people are pissed off at me, but for most, for the most part, nobody knows why they're mad. They're just mad because they're supposed to be mad, but it doesn't fucking matter because I'm still the guy. Like I'm still the guy and I can fight through anything. And there's nothing more inspiring than to know that no matter what you face in life, you would, you will fight through it. You will survive and you're going to thrive despite the hate. So I, I, 
I just love it. I love it so much. I'm going to listen to it like tonight, actually. <laughs> uh, so next up, we got uh, 808s and Heartbreak. So, Sky, what's your take on this one? This was the hardest one not to put in S tier, but I just I don't want to put everything in S tier. So I'm going to put it in A tier. Um, I don't listen to it that much, but it's that artistic you know, I remember the first time I heard it was his performance on Saturday Night Live where it looked like he was getting crushed by an iPad. And I was like, what is this garbage? <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. And thanks to my son's perspicacity. Um, oh, professor. I stuck with it. And... And it's just, it has so many great like lifting moments, so many moving moments, so many silly moments. Um, I, yeah, it's, it, it really did show what he can do and it really showed what he was going to do. So I did these three albums and now you officially have the old me. This was my rose period. I'm going to move into my blue period and then I'm going to invent cubism and then I'm going to do my, you know, like he, he very much just bam, put it out there. And we can't blame him for all the crappy music that that imitates this because I think a lot of good music comes from it too. So this this is like I feel like this is like the when Harry met Sally of hip hop albums where like everyone tries to make this movie, yeah, and they they never do it. They never do it as good. It's never as good. Yeah, like what other album like does it in this style with this amount of human misery and sorrow on display and this like the multi-layered like um uh protectionism of like his emotions while being super super vulnerable while sounding like fucking awesome like with the like the just like creating a new genre of of hip-hop basically like the you're talking about the opening up the the um the emotional range of hip-hop like this just this is a I, I don't know enough about like hip hop history. Like you probably know better sky, but like, I feel like this is just, this is it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, this really was what opened up the way for the more emotional rappers. And yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'll say, I mean, this is, yeah, I have it as my, I guess my a in my a as well. Number four, uh, because of the influence and because it really showcases what makes Kanye so great is that he is the ultimate collaborator and he is the ultimate leader because leadership for me is being able to utilize the people around you and elevate all. And every album he's had, there's been someone, a younger, maybe a younger artist or another person that helps to shape that sound. And then Kanye brings it to another level. So, so K. Cuddy, Mr. Hudson, like their, their fingerprints are all over this album And yet it is impossible to see this album become what it is without Ye. He also made this album, you know, weeks after his mom died while still on tour. Like this is like the most vulnerable version of Ye possible. And, and it's like people try, that's why people can't duplicate it because you can't duplicate that emotion. Of, of pure loss and not dealing with that trauma in a, um, in a private way. He dealt with it very publicly, which was foreshadowing. I mean, everything that he's done in his life since then, but, but his mom passing 
is so massive to him. It's so massive to hip hop and music in general because it gave us this new art form. And my take on this one is just like, it's the American dream finally becomes the American nightmare. Like we see, we start to see, we start to see basically this whole like, uh, yay being happy in the first three albums and stuff like that being super, super positive and stuff. And then this is like, he says, um, did I sacrifice my life? Did I sacrifice a life? Did this, is this all my fault that I wanted this? Is this the payment for, uh, my choices and stuff like that. It's really, really, it's, it's so sorrowful. It's so like he makes, but at the same time, he makes it look cool. It's so mm-hmm. cool. Like the sunglasses, this is my favorite yay fashion era as well. Like he looks so fucking cool and stuff like that. Like the little, the p- somehow pulling off a mullet. So he's my age and I grew up with Pee Wee Herman as well. And I saw him like, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's also right. the first album to deviate from the plan, right? Because his plan was college dropout, late registration, graduate, good ass job. And then he deviates. And since I don't think he's been back on his plan since then, it's been all just kind of like, all right, whatever fucking happens, happens. So what's your what's your stamps, guy? For this oh, love lockdown. I don't care if it's oh. the single that that's the song that I mean, I play it in the basement with my kids, which is really fun because it's just two notes. Um, but I think it's the, the proof of concept is right there in love lockdown. It's got those, the, the modulation trick, which I love. And a lot of the songs were kind of shifts up and you get kind of psyched and yep. I just, I love it. Um, my stamp is Pinocchio story. Um, it's deviates from the actual, like, you know, template of like the album and stuff like that but it's like the most raw it feels like nina simone singing stars and stuff like that just like the amount of human like he sounds like he's in hell he sounds like like the vo- the vocals and then like the the screaming and like ah! just like in the, like um like he's made himself a god to his audience when he's begging to be seen as a human being and like it's him mm-hmm. like realizing that maybe I can never go back, which like leads into twisted fantasy and stuff like that. So Stanley, what's your stamp? I can, I just say, because my stamp is not that, but Pinocchio story is so interesting because it shows social media in real life. Cause here he is like having this agonizing conversation with an audience that's just yelling and screaming, like, like take your shirt off. Like basically like not listening at all to what he's actually saying. And he's questioning all of his decisions in front of this audience and it's so raw and so powerful and so lost by this crowd of just consumers. They're just consumers where he's having a very non uh, product conversation. So anyways, I, I, I think it's so fascinating. So my stamp is uh, say you will. I think say you will is a song that artists try to mimic the most and love lockdown i think is the most unique song and it was so unique that nobody dared to try to emulate it but say you will i mean drake literally used that and that was the moment where he he made it when he used it in his mixtape so so that that structure of of vulnerability on 808s is and it starts the album again he starts his album so well and it tells you where you're gonna go with the album um, I think so. You will is just a, a perfect opener. 
Oh, I, I guess like uh, 808s is S tier also. I forgot to say. Um, so, Mudabudva, A, A tier. Um, Obelisk to Perfection. It's a don't kill yourself album where the answer it offers is because I'm awesome, because of the it, I'm the best and you need me and stuff like that. Like that's kind of like the message of that song, it, which is like it plays into the hollowness of it a little bit. It's just like materialism. Like he said, he like cries in the Pinocchio story song about this, like, um, you know, what's left for a real boy. And like, this is like, just if I can't have actual unconditional love, I'll surround myself with materialism. I'll surround myself with um, women and like, you know, feeding my addictions and stuff like that. Um, Being the greatest artist of all time. It is like kind of that, that tweet about Wiz Khalifa, just like, I may not be tall, but I'll settle for being the greatest artist of all time. Like I'm, I may not have a mom, but I'll settle for being the greatest artist of all time. Like that whole thing basically. Um, So yeah, it's a tier. So I was going to say that this is this is the Veronica Cornystone moment for Kanye because the backdrop of the Taylor Swift thing and blah, 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 blah. And then he drops this album and the whole world was like Ron Burgundy saying, you're better than me. You remember when he told Veronica that he was that she was better than him? This is, was it. Like we, the world wanted to hate Kanye so badly. And Taylor, the next year, did that song about how she forgives Kanye for being him. And then Kanye does run away. And it goes from booze to staying ovation. It's just, it's just him noticing and knowing that he can manipulate popular culture just by dropping a perfect album. And I think also the fact that it worked was the worst thing to ever happen to Kanye West. So uh, I didn't say the number. So I, I put 808 at, as the sixth best album, uh, favorite album of his. And I, I think, I mean, okay, if you don't put my Dark Twisted Fantasy in, uh, in S tier, I guess. I guess you're more of a Fantano fan than a Professor Sky fan. That's okay. I can handle it. I can handle it. My my, I'm not so vain. But um, I mean, the the reason there's so many reasons why it's S tier. I understand why it's not. It's overplayed, and everyone says it's the greatest thing. But people also say that Pet Sounds is the greatest thing, and it is the greatest thing. People say Revolver is the greatest thing, and it is the greatest thing. The reason that every, like you're going to ask me for a stamp and I'm not going to give you one because the entire fucking album is an entire stamp all the way through there. Okay. Maybe devil in a, in a new dress is, is the, is maybe the weak link on the whole album. What? <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just saying like, that's the only one, but I mean, when it starts off produced by the RZA, like what the, f- Oh my God, we got RZA and, and Yay together at the same time and then follows it up with Rayquan. So we have kind of like a sort of like a woo introduction. He kind of sets it. And then Power is like Power is a perfect song. Uh, All the Lights is a perfect song. Monster is a perfect song. So Paul does a perfect song. Runaway is a perfect song. Blame Game is a perfect song. Lost in the World, Who Will Survive in America is one of those like two, one, two punches that you're just like spinning around. You're like in the world of, of ultimate, you know, like whiteness of Bon Iver. And then you're thrown into the world of militant blackness of Gil Scott Heron. And all it's tied together with, with, I mean, it's, 
just, just and you definitely have to listen to the edited version because I heard, I listened to the unedited version and it's, they got a sarcophagus. Ugh, gross, man, weird. So uh, that that might have really influenced it because you know when I heard this album, my kids were three and five, and it was just perfect. Just driving around, yeah. So if you listen to the edited version, you don't have that problem. He he, he when he refers to this album, he says this is not my best album. He says. Uh, 808s and Yeezus are – this was just to prove that I could do perfect. This is just so I could prove that I could do perfect. And then th- he says Yeezus and 808s are his real artistic statements and stuff like that. Um, he calls this his backhanded compliment, like uh, apology album basically of just like – so there, I, I feel a little bit of that even though it's so revolution, revolutionary in so many ways. Like this idea of just like – I work so hard on this, please, you know, a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's not my number one. It's still number two for me. So I don't, I'm not saying it's his best, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my number two as well. Also like in that era, like the, um, the good Fridays where it was also a massive, amazing lead up. And it was maybe the first pop artist to really embrace a digital space and utilize it to do something really unique. Um, even though I think there was some other artists that did like a kind of a weekly drop before he did, but, but Kanye was like the big pop artist to do it. Uh, and so that was really cool. I think gorgeous for me is my stamp because I feel like his rapping on gorgeous and what he's saying is maybe arguably his best two verses ever. As long as I'm in polo smiling, you think you got me, but they'll try to crack me if they ever see a black me. And we saw a lot of black yay during and post this and we saw a lot of trying to crack them as well during and post this and i think that's a very important lens to look at kanye west from right he understands that he can be the the nice kind of polo wearing everyone loves kanye version or he could be the one who fuck shits up like it's hard to kind of like stand on that now because of where we're at now but prior to the 2020s or the late 2010s, that was a massive, massive statement. So I think that's really important. Watch the throne. Let's let's talk about watch the throne. Um, like it's pretty good. Like pretty good. Like I, it's the one I kind of grabbed the least next to cruel, cruel winter or whatever, cruel summer. Like I love like uh, made in America. I love um, freaking. Uh, murder to excellence that's one of the best like one of the most like one of the greatest like black lives matter type songs like that those that political thing of just like the him drop again like him dropping that truth bomb of this like more people died in chicago than iraq or like that situation and stuff my like as a guy who doesn't know jay-z like that much like i am like still like checking out his discography and stuff like that um I think Kanye does better than him in like a lot of these songs. It's so good. It's just it's just wild to think that he did Dark Fantasy and and Watch the Throne in a year. Like it's it's actually insane that he did that. And then and then he was able to go bar for bar, line for line, to quote Soldier Boy, um, with Jay, who who is arguably the greatest rapper of all time. And so it's like any list that doesn't have Kanye as a top 10 or at least top 15 rapper of all time is, is silly because he, he 
matched up with Jay. And now, obviously, production-wise, he has an advantage. So maybe he understands where the music was going a bit better. Maybe Jay just didn't try that hard. But the fact that we have records where Kanye is competing and maybe beating Jay-Z is is wild to me. And it is just... It's it's imagining what could happen if we actually did have a fair shot at this whole capitalist white supremacy thing. You know, if Black people actually had a fair shot at ultimate financial success. But that's what this this album represents that, right? It is really the financial Black excellence that, you know, we strive for. That's what this... This is the soundtrack to go with that movie. So um, it's not... S tier or A tier for me. It's my eighth favorite Yay album, but it's almost a perfect album. So um, this was going to be the only other member of the B tier along with College Dropout, but I had to, it's my ninth favorite and I had to move it up to A tier because um, for some reason I put this in my wife's car and it's literally the only thing she listens to. And she's <laughs> and so she's from Serbia and she didn't know anything about rap before she met me. And I've taught her a lot about rap and she's very open-minded and she, she likes Kanye and she, she likes Donda a lot. You know, it's not like she's, she's against rap, but she likes watch the throne so much more than I do. She is obsessed with it. She will like, tell me like, what about the banana pudding verse? I'm like, what banana pudding verse? Jay-Z's verse on Made in America about banana pudding and about his grandmother. And then like I went back and that verse is so good that I had to teach it in my class and I hadn't even thought of it. So I have a real soft spot for it. The reason that it's low at all is because this is the team that brought Run This Town, right? And like this is the team that brought you, uh, you know, uh, H to the Izzo, right? So like – my expectations were my favorite producer, my favorite rapper, all working together. This is going to be the sum of its parts. It's not quite the sum of its parts. It's maybe the sum of its arts. <laughs> like it's it's a sort of other thing than what I wanted it to be. And through the eyes of my wife, I can actually really appreciate it. So like, I mean, I really dislike the song Lift Off. I, I always skip that. I, I cannot stand that you song. And, you and Chris Lambert. Apparently. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. going to say, yeah. That guy. <laughs> like. Um, I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, the, there are just so many good songs on the album. There's so many weird songs. Like even the opening track, No Church in a While, it's a, a sincerely weird song. And uh, the Swiss Beats track, Murdered Excellence, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Welcome to the Jungle is a super weird song as well. I love having Swiss Beats on here. You know, like Kanye doesn't get enough credit as a uh, sort of conserver of hip-hop culture i mean he he panders to whatever's new and he'll have little baby and big baby and the baby and a little baby all on the same track but then but but he you know swiss beats was cold swiss beats was not hot right here and he got him on there uh, so once i have to get i have to get a my charger yeah let's talk about Jesus. like what is let's start with sky first yes um this is like I like I've just been waiting to hear you talk about Jesus for a while. Uh, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity to do it. Like, what is your stance and tearless placement on Jesus? So Jesus is my number one favorite Kanye album. Uh, probably top three or five albums of all time, just period. Uh, 
Wow. Um, you know, like I, I didn't really pay attention to music uh, between 2002 and 2018, but the rare exception was I went through a divorce in 2013. And uh, music really helps you out in those times. So I had like these three albums and they're all basically French. So you know, there's Phoenix's album, Bankrupt, Random Access Memories, and then Yeezus, which you know Kanye recorded a lot of it in France. A lot of it's with Daft Punk. So it's all kind of connected to my profession as a French professor. Um, but but Yeezus is just, um, to me, it's just his him at his... Because like part of what's great about him is he always goes, you know, he used to know where the line was. And he, he goes to the line and then he goes over the line a little bit. And then you're like, oh, I didn't like that. But you always know he's going to come back. I think maybe that's why we feel so betrayed now because it doesn't look like he's coming back. And, and like the whole album of Jesus is just so raw and it, it's so well done at the same time uh, that it's it, it was like spiritually perfectly what I needed because that, that was, you know, the, the scream and I am a God. Like the, the amount of reviews that I do where I have to say and – this is very clearly inspired by Jesus, and that is very clear. I mean, just you know, I just did the the review of Eve Tumor, which is co-produced by Noah Goldstein, who is one of the guys who did Jesus. And like, there's Gasoffelstein, and there's like this whole tree of producers, and even Arca. You know, like all these people who come through Jesus, and then you see, obviously, he was inspired by them, and he inspired them. Just there's so much of whatever's kind of raw and nasty and awesome and sort of like crunchy and just so much of that music that's come since then comes directly from that but i don't think any of it's as good uh as as jesus um my the the weird thing is that i don't really actually know the album that well because i listened to it with my kids and i created my they didn't release a, a clean version so I made my own clean version. And at that, at that point, they were really into Harry Potter fans, which come to think of it, I don't support J.K. Rowling anywhere either. So <laughs> all that is totally problematic. But I would take Harry Potter quotes and I'd put it in like, I am a god became I am Aragog and stuff like that. I, I put that up on, on YouTube. You, you can find it. So that's actually the way that I know them because I, I only listen to those albums with my kids. And, you know, like I'm in it. I couldn't figure out how to make that. <laughs> there, there was no Harry Potter to make <laughs> to make that clean. <laughs> so that's a song that I went back to later, and that's I mean one of my absolute favorites. I mean that's just the amount of different parts and songs, and maybe his best version of reggae. I, I can talk about every song like that, um, which I actually plan on doing. I, I am going to do a 10th anniversary Jesus video at some point because um, I just. I mean, it's just what a crazy year to have all those great albums. So I, I've just been just talking and talking. I don't know if anything I've said is uh, is podcast worthy here. No, no, no. So like, uh, I'm in it is your stamp of the album? No, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, it's so hard. I uh, probably send it up. Uh, oh, wow, that's an interesting It's because of that rhythm. Think, you know, just like. The, the way that think, oh my God, it's, yeah, I, I think it's probably send it up, but it's so hard. Like between, uh, between on site and send it up, like they're just, they're paired totally like spiritually production wise, the way they're connected. Um, I mean, Black Skinhead is just a, a perfect song and just so wonderful. Um, Bound 2 is a song that I didn't like at first, but it was like he left that little door, you know, like whenever, unfortunately, I don't have students who are writing that great compositions right now, but whenever I do have students in upper levels, you know, a good conclusion, you know, it, it closes a door and opens a window, right? So you're sort of like, this is over, but then here's something else. And like Bound 2 is like, 
what the wait was this on the same album and like it sort of connects but sort of doesn't and and yeah so i mean it's hard like it's like any great album like if you ask me about you know pet sounds or tonight's tonight or whatever like i'd say the same thing like well actually no this is my favorite for that reason and that's you know bound two is the most quotable of of the album I love like I love your close the door, open a window metaphor because Stanley brought this up previously of um, the album ends with him closing the door on the Yeezus character. Okay, you know what's I can't, I didn't start I didn't finish my revolution I didn't change the world but you know what I'm going to focus on love I'm going to focus on my relationship but then he leaves the window open for Jerome's in the house, watch your mouth. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, like, I don't know if I'm like fully willing to accept love in my life or I, I'm like, I, there's always a window open to sabotage, ruin, like destroy. Like I used to, uh, it's, 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 it's really prophetic, really sad, really beautiful at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. And the, the, the tour was just amazing. And I, I don't, are you telling everybody that we've recorded this in two different segments? Oh yeah, we, we yeah sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so so yeah, well, it's more fun that way to, to pull back the curtain. So so we recorded most of this like a week ago. So I don't know if I'm repeating things I said then or not. But I saw the tour twice because I thought that Kanye was so far out there that I really thought he was going to die. Like I thought that was how messed up he was through the music. And so I saw the show in Toronto and that was the one where Drake came out. I didn't even know who Drake was. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but, but then like, I was so excited and I then went to go see him play in Albany, which I'm actually going there this weekend for a college fair thing. And, and it was just like two different people. It was just like the show in Toronto was like lively and wonderful. And then like the show in Albany was just miserable and sad. And like, even the, even the weird like pyramid mountain seemed lame and the fake Jesuses seemed lame. And so I, I don't know, there, there was a weird sort of like, that was another kind of opening door too to like, ah, there's like some sour notes coming into this, into this greatness. That's like one of the tour. I, I wasn't like aware of, like, I wasn't like a Kanye fan back then in 2013. So like, that's the one, if I could go back in time, that would be the one tour I would like. Cause I would like sometimes watch those, like they never should have let Michael Jordan play for the wizards. Like, like, watch, <laughs> watch some of that. I also like Hannibal Burst like did, like did that when he was like performing at the United center. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like saying that. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, okay. Stanley, what's your take on Jesus? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus is like, I mean, what do you do after Dark Fantasy? You do Yeezus, right? Like, and, and Kanye tells you this. He tells you that Dark Fantasy was just like this apology. Like, all right, you know what? I pissed everybody off. I'm going to make the perfect album. And then he drops Yeezus, which is anything but what people would want or expected or felt like they needed to hear. Like, just the, the beginning of uh, On Sight is so uncomfortable. And it's, but it's, per- it's perfect. It's just a perfect way to start a really horrible experience and horrible in the most positive way is that this distortion that you get from on site. Um, and I think this is, this is the last time that Kanye, the rapper is truly in focus, right? Like it's like the one last hurrah before he becomes the real Kanye designer. And that is his primary job. Like he, he quits rapping and becomes just this global designing fashion icon. And, and coincidentally, it's a time where he's so frustrated. Like, I don't think he, he planned on doing Yeezus. I think Yeezus is just him being like, okay, corporate America, the fashion world, 
you don't want to accept me. I'm just going to force myself into your stores, into your boardrooms. And it, and obviously it worked. Uh, and it's, and it's funny because people didn't like Jesus. Like even his artists, like Big Sean was like on the Breakfast Club and they were asking him, so what do you think of Jesus? And he's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like everyone was kind of trashing on it, and we got the house sway, and and there's so much anti Jesus sentiment, and then everyone just decided to try to make Jesus afterwards, yeah. right? So it's it's like it's it's what we love about Kanye West is him being able to say, "I'm going to pick a lane that nobody thinks I should be in, and I'm going to fuck shit up," and and he fucks shit up, so it's. It's just an, an amazing, it's a, it's the best Kanye gym album. Yeah. Like if you, if you oh, don't feel true. like working out or doing anything, you put this album on and right away you have instant motivation, instant like super strength. It's a, it's a Steve Rogers effect, right? The super serum is in Yeezus. So, um, very necessary yeah. when going through a divorce, by the way, to hit the gym again. <laughs> so that's, uh, that came in handy. <laughs> and started a sweaty record review. That's channel. right. That is accurate. <laughs> And I, I think it's it's also like when we talk about the ways that it's influential, I mean, really, you know, like in, in sports or whatever, there's like the coaching tree that people always talk about with whatever uh, Bill Parcells' protege was Bill Belichick. And, you know, there's sort of all sorts of and the, the sort of producer chain that comes from this. And especially if you pay attention to, to new music as ridiculously closely as I have to, just the amount of times, because every song has like eight producers mm-hmm. and every single one of those producers goes on and is a good producer and can use that credit to make anyone say, oh, well, you worked on Yeezus. You must be pretty good. So they actually sort of get credit and then move on there. And just, I mean, even a small example that I've and I don't even know if this is true, so someone can can correct can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, Blood on the Leaves, you know, so it has Hudson Mohawk, and he's the the Glaswegian producer who is like the guy who figured out how to do those cool horns in techno, you know, dun, 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 which you know Arby's has made popular. Um, <laughs> we have the that was like yeah. a cut verse. We yeah. have the beats <laughs> like in the but, chorus. But it's it's wild because it's like okay, Ye didn't invent that, right? But Kanye found Hudson Mohawk, and everyone heard that on there, and then all of a sudden that kind of sound. If it wasn't Hudson Mohawk, it was there, and that's why that sound is in the Arby's commercial. There's no question yeah. about it. Like that Arby's commercial started because of Yeezus, because of Kanye being able to pick out producers and figure out how to put stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it makes you forgive the fact that Kanye took a song called Blood on the Leaves that is about lynching and made it a song about a divorce when he wasn't even married. Like that whole song is so bizarre that we accept it as a song. It's like, how can you take Blood on the Leaves and have it not be a like a political song, have it be about prenups? And you're not even married. What the hell's going on? Here? Yeah. So, but again, part of what makes it a great divorce album is that verse at the end. It's like, took all the money that the lawyers got. I'm like, yeah, that's oh my god. This is <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so good. Like, and I think that's what makes him what will be his legacy is he is the greatest collaborative leader music has ever seen. Like, like no, right. Greatest taste yeah. maker too. Like just like picking Hudson Mohawk, picking all these. Yeah. People. Because you're right. Like, like, like it's there. Like Daft Punk is like awesome too, but like, like it's, it's so there and yet nobody can really either feel it, see it, or actually know what to do with it. You know, it's, it's one thing to be able to like understand the theory of something, but then to put this, the theory into practice, I think Ye puts 
he did it so well on this album and um and yeah he's just and 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 for me the the, the song of the album is new slaves like i think for so many reasons but i think i think for really understanding kanye's arc from yeezus to now uh new slaves explains it all and it it's unfortunate because like you know the jerome's in the house watch your mouth mm-hmm. like that's we're seeing jerome now like the new right. yay is jerome who's still in the house and we right. thought that he wasn't there anymore we thought that he was there but like, kind of in the corner um but new slaves is him kind of saying like listen like there's a lot of things that we deal with as artists or as you know celebrities or as creatives that you may not really understand but it's happening and i'm here to like expose it to the umph degree and you know when virgil passed like it it was very sad for the fashion industry for people who are connected to to street um, culture but what happened too is that virgil gets in and becomes celebrated as the genius he is because of jesus you know, like Yeezus is the thing that opens a door and and maybe Ye dies a bit sacrificing himself so that Virgil's greatness could be fully appreciated to the highest level, right? So it's like, so you get a Virgil, you get a Jerry Lorenzo, you get so many names in the fashion industry that are important because Kanye said, listen, I'm not just going to accept a deal. I'm I'm going to really be an icon, a, a fashion house to my own credit and then allow other people to then, you know, be celebrated as well. But then he gets jealous and then he like lashes out at them instead of the like my stamp is new slaves too. Um because it's 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 a like let me just I'll, I'll just go into my thing, like my whole like take on Jesus is that Kanye and Ye is the great human emoter. Like skies, you know, you say that like I don't think the Picasso comparison is crazy, but for me, I don't think the Shakespeare comparison is crazy. Like the idea that if like Ye was living in that time, he would be like a playwright. Like the thing he says that like the fact that like I'm in it and only one came from the same brain and is expressed <laughs> so perfectly is yeah. is like like the the connection from his brain to his mouth to the world is like there's no there's no filter and. I think like one of my favorite things he's ever said in an interview ever is it was a recent one with, with like Aloe, like the yoga pants company, um, where he says like when adults see kids cry, they're they're always like use your words. But what if kids just want to cry? Like what if kids just want to like you know? It's like it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to say. And as someone who's like lived through like emotional like turmoil and abuse and discrimination, I absorb so much pain. And if I if I want to scream or cry, I either have to have the permission structure to do so. Like, you know, this is a this is a room you bet you get to buy for like a hundred dollars, you get to like hit stuff with a bat, or like, or you're pushed into it mm-hmm. to your limit where you have to cry or yell. Um where like when Ye screams or cries and yells, it's a liability, but when paired with like the intellect of a song like new slaves, it's so powerful and potent and important. And like new slaves, like it starts with my mom was raised in the era when clean water was only searched of the fairest skin. Like this is the past. Then consumerism makes us like mental like slaves. And like, that's how the modern versions of racism happens. Like if a poor person touches clothes, then you say, don't do that. If you like a rich black person comes in, you say like, bye, come in, we'll, we'll, we'll take advantage of you. And then 
brings in the corruption in the music industry. Then he brings in the 13th Amendment, like the idea of like, like uh, the idea that like slavery is legal if it's punishment for crimes and stuff. Like uh, the DEA team or the CCA trying to make new slaves. Like the fact that he's like taking these ideas and college dropout, like, you know, that racism still alive. They just be concealing it. Like he lays it all out in a very simple way for us to understand. And we're all just like, Oh yeah, it was weird that he like said he compared himself to Wreck It Ralph or whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and also too, like the, the pairing of "I Am a God" and and New Slaves, I think, is really important because it really shows like because his anger, his anger in in "I Am a God" is so famously petty, right? He's just turned away for one fashion show, and his anger at you know, hurry up, my damn croissants, is like so comedic. So but then to follow it with the legitimate gripe, like that's part of what he's able to do. And why I think he's, and this is why I liked defending him, why it sucks that we can't defend him so much is that like Muhammad Ali before him or whatever, whenever he's making these, these outrageous claims or saying these things, he's saying them in a political way that where you have to take into account his lived experience, the lived experience of his parents and his grandparents, his great grandparents in this country. And it's like, it's all this part of this whole thing. And it's so rich and important. So that if, if I go to Paris and say, hurry up my damn croissants, and I don't get a, par- a, a, a fashion <laughs> show. That's because I don't deserve it. If Kanye doesn't get it, it's because they don't realize that he deserves it yet, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that he can tie it right into the new slaves. Yeah. It's the whole time. He's never not petty. He's like, never is he like, maybe, maybe that's why, you know, I, maybe that's why college dropout doesn't connect with me as much because um, it it does sell the promise that he's not going to be a petty, petulant like <laughs> guy, you know? And I think when people talk about the old Kanye and, you know, the, the FD Signifier videos on Kanye, I think are the best things done about Kanye. And, and he talks about the sense he felt as a African-American kid in college and how he felt betrayed. But like, like he told you that he was going to just, you know, buy the, buy the gold and all that, but. I don't think anyone really believed him, but it's just always here. It's right there, right back to back. But anyways, so I, I don't want to do my yeah. video about Jesus in the middle of your <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, the last point, I'll just like it's because it's not about like just being dissed at a fashion show. It's about clean water. It's about getting access to clean water creatively right. as an artist and as a as a black man and stuff. Like because they were like the fact that he opened the door for Virgil and all these folks is the goal. So S tier for me. Okay. Can I just, can I just say go. one go. more thing because because one thing you mentioned, Andrew, about about the the child quote, and I and I think this is where um, Kanye's awesomeness and his downfall are linked because the one thing that Ye gets when he makes albums is time, so he has a time to kind of parse through his emotions and express it in that amazing petty, ego driven, vulnerable, dry sense of humor type of way that you that gets you the croissant line. Right. It's like it's a perfect line to be like, fuck you. Ha ha. I'm in Paris. I'm not getting what I want. Croissants are amazing. I want it right away. Right. Like it's like a great combination. Whereas when he's on Twitter or when he's in a platform where time is restricted or limited, that's where you get, you know, incomplete emotional expressions. And when you're not able to express stuff completely, like a child who's crying and you're muffling that child from crying, the outburst might be even bigger than it could have been. And I think what's happened is 
And again, Jesus foreshadows this is like, hey, like, I'm trying to be really good here. I'm trying to, you know, uh, sign a fucking contract, sure, throw some eight back keys. That's life. But don't think for a second, I don't remember that my mother was raised in that era, that I had to pick my own cotton, that the CCA is actually creating legalized slavery. Don't think I'm not realizing all of these things that are happening. And if you don't give me the look that I deserve, I'm going to really lose it. And and he got that look, but it wasn't enough of the look that he wanted, and he lost it. So so it's it's sad in that way that like you listen to Jesus in 2023 in this new year lens, in that like, oh shit, like if only there would have been, you know, a resolution that was permanent, there may have been salvation that was necessary in today's lens. Say la vie. Like you can't like it's that's the, not how the world works. That's not how life works. So mm-hmm. let's move on to um uh Life Apollo. We already talked about it. Um we already you check out our two and a half episode on it. It's really <laughs> <Yes>. good. <laughs> like um I do want to just shout out only one. It's not technically it's a transition point between the two, like the end of the mother era, the beginning of the father era of Kanye is I love your video on Kanye's father issues. It's really oh, it's a thanks. brilliant video. Um but it's like one of the most brilliant songs ever written. It's uh, it, it just like was really like last year I would listen to it all the time. Like when my father was like getting like heart surgery and I was like going through like a bad like heartbreak thing. And I was like having a like uh, I was like scared that I was going to lose my job. And it, it, it was just like I was like really having a hard time i was like really going through it and like my therapist was not a very good therapist and it was really it was it was a very bad time for me and i would just like listen to this song and it was like the one solace i had at the time of just like because it's just pure love it's pure uncomplicated perfectly worded love and um it made me think of my dad. It made me think about like what I want to express to him and vice versa. Uh, it was because like the, it, and it works as an antithesis to 808's twisted fantasy and Jesus because um, his response to his mother dying was, I'm going to be the greatest artist of all time, but that's not what matters. What matters is like, you know, the idea that you got the world because you got love in your hands and stuff. And I just, I, 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 I really wish he could like keep this energy. I really wish that he could have stayed in this zone and like been a great artist in, in that regard. But, but and, yeah. and counterpoint, because if we're going to be doing the little interstitial songs, I didn't do this last time, but I'm going to do it this time all day. So, you know, we, we have the, the three Paul McCartney songs, the one with Rihanna that doesn't count. And then we have only one and we have all day. And first of all, let's just remember that Paul McCartney is constantly trying to suck young blood, right? Like that's his thing. Like he asked, he famously asked uh, Tom York and Tom York was like, what the hell would I possibly do with you old man? You know, and that's why he worked with Michael Jackson. And that's why like, he's always looking for, so, and obviously, you know, Kanye was looking for that kind of juice and got it, but it's just amazing because all day is simultaneously the most disappointing song it could possibly be because how much time do you spend at the mall all day? Like that is the most, like I've been saying a lot of it just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's fire. So I mean, it's like the Migos would be like, shouldn't you work harder on that? You know, <laughs> um, But like, 
but that melody that Paul McCartney gave him, and if you, I don't know if you ever watched the clip of Paul McCartney talking about it, like he just whistled it and gave it to him, and then you know nothing was said, and then a month later he, the song comes back, and it's do 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 do, just how he could take this beautiful Paul McCartney thing and just turn it into a Yeezusy weird little nightmare, and then turn it into this consumer thing, and then just throwing the N word all over the place over a Paul McCartney melody. <laughs> it's it it's still like it's a great counterbalance to only one, you know, as this little moment here profound profane like the idea that like paul mccartney was looking at some painting some painting of like a guy like strumming a guitar and he was like oh what if it what if i put my fingers here like the like the painting <laughs> and then like then yeah. kanye so it's like it's yeah so um anyways I, uh, wait, no, wait, yeah. wait 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 i gotta i gotta go on to all day because one I think all day lyrically is exactly what it needs to be. It's a it's an anthem. This isn't about like dissection. It's about uh, uh, ejection <laughs> and, yes. and getting people out of their seats. And it worked because Taylor Swift at the Brit Awards, when Kanye and Taylor had that small moment of reconciliation, she had her best dance solo of all time. So just for that moment alone, we got to give all day like all of the flowers. And it's and it's sad because Kanye talked about like how an, an album, a collaboration album with Paul McCartney turned into a single for Rihanna, right? So again, it speaks to what happens in the industry behind the scenes that we don't see. And we had all this momentum of, you know, only one, then all day dropping and, you know, four or five seconds, you're thinking, what the heck are they going to do with this collab? And then nothing until Pablo, you know? So, um, but I love, I love all day. Yeah, uh, okay, I, li- so I Pop- listen all day, to be honest. Yeah, wow, <laughs> it's too much. Uh, so, Life of Pablo's A tier for me. Um, yeah, A tier, A tier as well for me. Um, I'm I'm sk- fitting that in as my number eight album okay. of all time, uh, in between uh, Watch the Throne and one uh, we have not yet talked about. Uh, for me, Pablo is is S tier, top five, Ooh. top wow. five of all time. It's it's such an amazing out. It's so good, and it's like, and Kanye's not really that focused in this album, and yet it's still like hip hop, yay radio one on one. Like if he had satellite radio, it would sound like Pablo nonstop. And who doesn't want to listen to that channel? So, yeah. Um. So yay. Uh. Good album. <laughs> it, I like it in terms of. As its own piece, as a 20-minute piece, it's obviously disappointing. Um, but I love it in terms of it introducing mental health and folding it into the conversation of Kanye. Folding it into the con- – because it's such a stigmatized thing. He tells you what it's like to live with this condition. Yikes tells you what it's like to know, know that you're you're scaring yourself, but you can't stop yourself. Like – the David Letterman interview that he did is so good. Like he, he tells you what he's doing now. He says, when you're ramped up, you feel a heightened connection to the universe. Everyone's an actor. They're trying to put chips in your brain. Everything's a conspiracy. And it's like a sprained brain. And the worst part is everyone else is doing everything possible to make it worse. <laughs> like he tells you what it, what's going on. Like he, he's cogently and clearly he tells the experience of like going to the hospital and being handcuffed and drugged and and like being separated from his loved ones and like being scared of being killed. And it, it's like how like uh, the TMZ thing is like really interesting in terms of like 
because he was taking bipolar medication, he was like getting fat. And then TMZ would take pictures of him and it would make him feel bad. So he got liposuction and then he took a bunch of opioids to like cope with that. And then he almost like died that way. It's he's telling you what is going on. And it's like, I think that discussion is way more interesting and way more valuable than, uh, you know, he likes Trump because he's bipolar. Cause like, it's like, that's yeah, that's what, yeah. It's so that's the thing I really like about this album. Yeah. I, I think this album is, is him bringing us into a therapy session, Kanye style or, or yay style. And I think that, you know, we, we are really quick to, to judge our celebrities or the people who are on this higher kind of quote unquote higher um, scope uh, because we aspire, you know, we want to be like these people. And when the vulnerability becomes too much or becomes a central conversation, well, then it's like, let's tear these people down to their lowest, lowest point. But there are real human consequences to, to that type of activity. And, and for someone like Kanye, who, who has wrestled with the ego and the vulnerable throughout his discography. Like this is a really uh, interesting point where, like you said, Andrew, like he's actually calm. Like there's a calmness to some of this era. And I think, yay, you know, after the TMZ interview, he goes and decides, you know what, I'm going to scrap whatever album I was going to drop and I'm going to do yay. And it was really exposition, right? He's exposing what it feels and how, how it feels to deal with bipolarism and not wanting to necessarily um, rely or utilize um, the medical advances that allow people. And I, I'm not a, me- a doctor, obviously, and I don't know what it's like, um, but the medication allows you to kind of function in a way that's a bit more sustainable in, in society like he's he's like wrestling with that idea of like well I don't want to be quote unquote normal because what makes me bipolar is hey, guess my- what I'm a weirdo like I don't fit in <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so it's so it's like so it, again it's there are these moments where I wish we would have maybe taken more time to listen to what he was telling us on his album back then that may have saved some of the things that we're dealing with now, you know, but instead we said, Oh, that album's shit. So, yeah. So I, so I, so I don't think it's a shitty, I think it's a really, really amazing conversational album. It's just, it just doesn't knock like Pablo knocked, like Jesus knocked, like dark fantasy knocked and people need that. Right. Like, and it doesn't have that time built in. It was like built in like two weeks and stuff. Yes. So, so I'm, this is, the only album that I would even think about putting in D tier. It's my least favorite Yay album by far because there's o- there's only two good songs on it, and there's a couple horrible songs on it. <laughs> now, Ghost Town is one of his best songs, so it's at least saved by that. But I, the reason I don't really want to go on about it because Kanye was doing so. Sometimes he does things, and he might have thought he was blazing a trail, but no one else could possibly follow him. So no one could follow releasing four albums in four weeks. No one could do it. So the, Yay is not an album. Yay is one part of the Voltron that was the summer of 2018. And, and even though like I wasn't paying attention during the good music summer, or whatever that was, you know, this time, like this was what really led up to my channel was the summer of 2018 because all these Kanye albums are coming out and I was so excited. Now, of course, Yay is the worst of all of them. I, 
Tiana Taylor's a better album than Yay. Um, no, because, <laughs> like, but like, whatever. no, I'm serious. That's a great album. That's a great album, by the way. It's, but like, it's like, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> like, like, so there's this funny thing. And I, I want to be a kind of happy guy here because, you know, I talked about Jesus and how I was going through my divorce when all these new albums are coming out. I started dating my now wife in wow. May of, two, of 2018. So it was right at the moment where I was meeting this woman. And I, I knew like right away that my everything was great and it's going to be happy forever. So it was like every week I was like trying to explain to like someone new in my life. And like, you know, it's one of the ways I knew that, <laughs> that she was the one. It wasn't that she liked it, but that she appreciated my passion for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, although she does now, you know, as we've already mentioned, she is now uh, a big fan. Watch the Thrones. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Just to watch the Thrones. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like that whole summer. So, I mean, I, I love this album. But if I have to really analyze it carefully, it's like I thought about Killing You isn't very good. What? Oh, Mine isn't, oh. Oh, mine isn't very good. Wouldn't Leave isn't very good. No Mistakes isn't very good. Violent Crimes is meh. Like I, that's that's rough. That's rough. But but when you put it in the context of four albums of, of what is it, 80, 80 minutes or whatever it is, all of it all like together. Five albums. Yeah. All yeah, of it all five, together. Yeah. Five, right. All of that all together is as good as my Dark Twisted Fantasy. And if you put it all together, you know, like the Voltron of it, it's just the head, the the the, the Kanye part just is, eh. So that's my medium hot take. Okay, so uh, Stanley, yeah, what's your what's your stamp? So, uh, well, my stamp is Ghost Town. Like, Ghost, Ghost Town is is top tier, yay. I, I, my, my, like, I think, I think about Killing You is uh, the best uh Kanye interview of all time like it's <laughs> it's exactly what you it's exactly what you needed to hear and what a lot of people need to hear too right like just think it just say it out loud think it through like actually go through the exercise of killing yourself uh, would be I would I would assume would be something that'd be very helpful before you may feel like that's the only option is to kill yourself so to have an artist from at Kanye's level, engage in that conversation at the beginning, like to start with that track when everyone's listening to what he's going to say post um, slavery is a choice is, is Kanye at his best. And I think what he did and what he started to do with this album is really create the, the experience of the listening experience and bringing us into that kind of moment, right? Because for every album during this era, there was a party that happened somewhere and it was kind of streamed and not well streamed. But for the people who were there, like what a cool experience. And then we got like that plus everything with Donda. So so even in his worst album, he's still innovating, still creating, still pushing the boundaries forward to uh, to what music should be which is experiences, emotional experiences shared by many. So I don't know about, I mean, no mistakes is kind of okay, I guess. It's not good. Like, it's like, he's, he's not, like the, the idea of like, it's like a, the second half is more happy and more at peace. And then he's talking about punching Drake. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But Drake, Drake is his blind spot, right? But Drake is that one thing that gets him outside of his creative pocket. But I'm, I'm going to introduce a whole new idea, and, I, and we aren't prepared for this, so I don't expect you to have an answer. Huh. But but if there is a desert island Kanye song, if you could only listen to one Kanye song for the rest of your life, it would be Ghost Town, and I wouldn't even have to think about it. I just Ghost Town, like like to me that that is how how much I like it, despite the fact I don't think it's a good album. So. Hmm. 
But yeah, yeah you but, don't have to answer that now. I just thought of that idea. Right no, no, no. Here. like, do you have like a further like uh, uh, further thoughts on Ghost Town at all? Like, real quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it is how good uh, 070 Shake is, and I really like her solo stuff. I'd never heard of her before. Um, just the, the the desperation on the album is a little bit overwrought to me. And I think this is sort of it. It's it's still very heavy and on on the nose, but it's it's so like it's sort of through 070's voice and just like the pause and the 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 way that it's like it's hit to me. It's his most spiritual song, like that, even more than Ultralight Beam or anything off of Jesus is King. This is the song that makes me logical. Praise Jesus, you know, because it's it it just has that. I, I don't know. It's a really ineffable power that it has over me. And it's the, it's the combining of the elements. It's even Cuddy, you know, I mean, as we'll discuss soon, I don't know much about Cuddy, but I do know that the things he's done with Kanye are awesome. <laughs> and that yeah. they really brings out so much out of him. And there's just mm-hmm. something about all these voices. It's yeah. So, I mean, I just, wow, do I, I love that song. And I mean, if, if you look at the producer list, it's, it's insane because like Benny Blanco is one of the producers and he's just like this pop producer who's very good, but like how, what is he doing on here? That's one of my favorite things to do is just look at the, at the, at the composer list. And I have it on, I have it on my phone here. It's like, like every single one of those people is sitting there in Wyoming. I went to camp in Wyoming, by the way, I used to look at those damn mountains. Um, <laughs> all the kids there were sadists. I hated them. Um, but, <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so someday you'll have to hear the, the camp stories. They're, they're, they're miserable. Um, awesome. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, it's almost, to me, it's even better than Jesus, but it does all the things that I like that Jesus does. It has that rawness. It has that collaborative spirit and it has that emotion, but yeah. I, I like the Sunday service version of that song too, because in the original 070 shake says, um, I put my hand on the stove. Uh, to see if I still bleed. But then Yay at Sunday service was like, I keep my hand on the stove. Let me bleed. Ah. That's when I'm free. Right. And it's like, right. and again, it's like, like, this is what he does. Right. He's like, you know what? When everyone kind of just checks, I'm just going to actually reside in that place. That's uncomfortable. And right now that place is filled with anti-Semitic thoughts, but, yes. but, but it's, it's still like that. It's what makes him so inspiring is that, He's willing to to put himself in danger, and he somehow didn't die. He has somehow is not. It's I think it's good that he hasn't died yet. Like yeah. it's a better end. Like because there's an opportunity for a good ending. Yes. Uh, where, yeah, it's like I don't know. We'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, it's like I'll say just quickly. I really like the last song. Like uh, I love it in like the line, "How you the devil rebuking the sin." Like that is such a powerful thing. Like. He's kind of like I think a Moses, like a comparison to Moses, is a little apt. Like if he's not Jesus, like a not G- a Jesus figure, and like, and he compares himself to Paul, but also like Moses in that like he won't, he probably won't see the promised land. He probably mm. won't like because he's done too much shit. He's like he hit that rock too hard, and it's like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like God's like, uh, uh-uh, bitch. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> so like. But like it's like, but it's like the thing like it's like it's um, that song is so beautiful because it's living for the now and hoping that the seeds he's planting will pay off for the next generation. And in the meantime, he's imploring his children not to grow up in a hurry to like stay young, stay innocent for as long as possible, because he knows how bad the world is 
and he knows how bad he is. He knows, mm-hmm. like, so it's really, uh, like, Sky, you talked about it in your video. Just like when you become a dad, it becomes this, your life becomes a drama where you're the father in this person's life and you're the dad yeah. character. And yeah. that's very intense. Like it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's my stamp. I give, I put it in B tier. So yeah, all right, let's move on. Uh, kids see ghosts. Um, this is part two of your don't kill your, this is part two of the don't kill yourself album. I think a little more successful than twisted fantasy. Um, I think like the kid Cuddy going to rehab thing and like, the fact that Kanye's career has always been about, I wasn't supposed to make it past 25, joke's on you, he's still alive. Like, I wasn't supposed to make it past the car crash. I was supposed to kill myself when I was responsible for my mom's death. I was supposed to kill myself after the, the Taylor Swift incident. I was supposed to, like, uh, die after Jesus. I was supposed to die after my breakdown in, at Pablo and, like, for supporting Trump. Like, there were, like, legit, like, threats on his life. And stuff like it, the fact that he's like, so he, he's not say he's not doing the logic song where it's like, you know, call the number. You got to do the thing or uh, here, like because Kid Cudi's a little more protective of his like reputation and stuff. He's like, it's not going to be very like detailed. This is the dark recesses of my brain. It's more of a being alive is an act of rebellion, like being alive is and it's just like rebellious and joyful and positive it's the espresso you need to like you know the fact that they're alive is like a political act and a rebellious act and it's it's good it's good that you're still alive so i think that's i i the the downfall of this album is like you still have to fill in the blanks a little more where the first four tracks is tracks are just like mumbling like like it's like i don't really understand what they're saying really or i haven't really looked into it that much um but yeah my stamp is feel the love because it's that executed to its best so it's like you put you assign the meaning to the like you assign what that means like you assign your own life on onto that it's writerly as uh sky said in his uh that's right yeah uh b tier for me yeah, B, B tier for me too, and it's it's a it's a Kate Cuddy album that Kanye jumps on and then puts a little bit of this flavor to and and makes it you know a bit better. And um, for me, the stamp is Reborn. I think I think it's again it's it's just it's just interesting to think about where he would have gone if he would have stayed married, stayed out of the club, stayed a bit more kind of um, calm. You know, because he, he talks about how, like, very rarely do you catch me out, you know, and whenever he goes somewhere, he wants to get out really quickly. And, you know, it's and that is that pain from all of the name calling that we did for years and years and years, calling him crazy. And, no, you're not a genius. You're just an asshole. And everyone just like just downing him all the time when at his purest form, all he wanted to do is help, help humanity, help his family, help music just help everyone feel better about themselves. And so to be able to kind of say, I'm releasing all of this pain and I'm just going to live in this kind of Zen-like moment. I mean, but then but then you get Kid Cudi, who's like, his career has been built on mental health, right? Kid Cudi is, is the one person who's like, you know what, I'm dealing with shit all the time. And I love, I love Cudi. I think Cudi is like a, a top tier expressive artist. 
I don't know if he puts together the best albums, but Ye helps with that. So yeah, I, I give this a, a solid, it's a solid B for me, B tier, and Reborn is is top tier. Well, this is uh, my third favorite Kanye album, and and if, if you're telling me if you're telling me this is a, a Kid Cudi album, then I guess Kid Cudi made my third favorite Kanye album. I'd like to remind you that because of the way that I've consumed music throughout my life, Kid Cudi is the guy that replaced Reggie on Comedy Bang Bang to me. Like that, he will always be. That is his first thing. Like, well, he's not as funny it's, as Reggie. He's really funny on that show. Like, he's, he's really good. good. He's not as good as Reggie. He's better than Weird Al. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> So like that was my introduction to it, which which made me very sympathetic towards him because I'm I'm probably a bigger fan of the podcast than I am the show, but I, I like the show as well. Um, and and so like I was like, oh, he makes music too. Oh, he was the guy on 808s. That's cool. So I I totally believe you. But the only album I've heard is Man on the Moon Three because that's the only album that's come out uh, that I listened to you know since I started the show. So whatever it is, I just. I mean, uh, kids, kids see ghosts to me is basically every track is great. I'm not a big fan of the, the last one, the, the montage and that, that one's okay. That's the only one that I think is not absolute top level. That could just be because I'm, I'm not whatever, super into, into, he hates prison reform. And stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm really against it, but I mean, I mean, I mean, feel the love is amazing. Fire is amazing. Fourth dimension, the Louis Prima thing. It's so like good. everyone talks about the old Kanye and chopping up stuff. I mean, Louis Prima, I mean, who's, who's chopping up Louis Prima. I mean, he obviously like watched the Scorsese movie and then decided to do that. Ghost town part two. You heard how much I love ghost town part one. I think ghost town part two is close to ghost town part two. I mean, I mean, part one, I mean, it's that good of a song. I, Ty Dolla Sign is, I say it all the time, he is like my favorite. Whenever I see anything featuring Ty Dolla Sign, I know it's going to be great, unless it's a Ty Dolla Sign song. Like, if, <laughs> if, if, like I listened to one of his albums once, I was like, ugh. But every time he appears, he's got that quality to his voice. Like, I think only Kanye could have figured out that 070 Shake and Ty Dolla Sign are basically the same. Even though they're totally different, they have a certain ethical quality to their voice that brings a spirituality. Like they could just read the phone book and there's just a tone in their voice where you're just like, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I just absolutely love Kid Sea Ghost. That's my, my favorite of the 2018 projects. And that's sort of like the, the pinnacle of it. Although, I mean, it's, I mean, Daytona is just like, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, so this is the thing. I mean, I, I almost was asking you to put Daytona on this list because he, well, I mean, if we did that, then we'd have to open it up to Blueprint and all the other stuff. But I mean, just Daytona is, is like one of the greatest fuck yous in music history because it's like, by the way, if you really want, if, if I really wanted to do this, I could do this. Okay. So just fuck off. I'm going to make Jesus music, but I could have done this the whole time. You know, yeah. cause part of you wonders, like, could he really make another run this town? Then yeah, I can make six of them, I guess. He made like, <laughs> he made the freaking like, uh, he did it again with the new Pusha album. Like yeah. it's almost yeah, dry. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the like dreaming of the past yeah. is like, Oh my gosh, that flip is so good. Um, yeah, I, I really love him as like, one of his weaknesses is he's bad with history. He's bad with like understanding like the actual history like of the world, but he's great at music history. He's, he's a genius when it comes to music history and crate digging and utilizing voices. Like he's always like, he's a master, like uh, under, he, he understands like the voice so well as a tool. Okay. So let's move on to. Sorry, Jesus Andrew, I'm always putting you off, but, but I just want Sky to listen to a kid named Cuddy and then listen to man what? on the moon. 
Okay, I will. Just a kid named Cuddy first, Man in the Moon afterwards, and then nothing else. Well, you know, Stanley, I've been meaning to listen to that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jick, Jesus is King. Um, so it's a beautiful vision of what religion could be <laughs> by an overzealous recent convert. And it hits too close to home and reminds me of my overzealous re- like college college phase. <laughs> like like I was like, you know, I in college. So basically in college, I was having these really severe bouts of depression. And I would lash out at my friends and my loved ones. And I was like, and you know, and like my friend would invite me to like I was like really shitty to my friend, and like my friend would invite me to Bible study, and I would slowly and surely feel connected to myself and to humanity and to God. And in college, I I grew up in the church, but I accepted Jesus like in college, like as an adult, like with agency. And I got baptized, got super into church, reading the Bible recreationally. And like the idea of like I, I, at that time, I was like the most at peace I've ever been, especially in contrast to like the how depressed and bitter and angry I was. Um, I, I remember describing it as like a fountain of love overflowing in my heart, and like the, the the other people can have the excess like love in my heart. It was like that. I was like that at peace. It was this, this pink cloud. Like that's how they described it in addiction terms. But like I look back at it, I was like with a lot of like shame and cynicism. I was like I was super proselytizing. I was like super self righteous. I had, like. Uh, friendships that should could have like stayed okay like because of that attitude like i ruined and stuff and it was like really like i look i I the more i look at it like the more it was like a response to my mental health the more that i just needed something to like say like save me and just to like and so (laughs) i i really i i kind of like ashamedly kind of relate to this album because i know how that feels um so yeah. Uh, what about you, Stanley? What's your take on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful album. Like it, it sounds really great, and I think that I think it's I think it's so interesting that religion is the one area where people can knock it. Well, I just say religion. Uh, Christianity is the one religion where people can just knock in public in social spheres and be kind of heralded for it. And then if you celebrate your your faith. Uh, in any way, then you, you kind of get knocked for it because you're you're ultimately connected, at least in America, to kind of conservatism, republic Republicans, and a lot of the anti everything that we see uh, in laws now. But but at its core, like r- religion, I think, or spirituality, is the ability for you to connect. And and Kanye connected with something here, and, and he explored it in a really beautiful way. Where again, he wasn't necessarily the star of the album, like. You might argue that he was like the the worst part of the album. I don't mean worse in a negative way, but like the least. Everything that I have, <laughs> praise the Lord. Right? Yeah, like the the oh, least. Awesome I love that part. But I love that song. Like it's so good. Like yeah, but you get follow God. You get say a lot. Like these are al- these are tracks are like top 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 tier. Like even Jay Z couldn't ignore follow God. Like that he put he put on his like final year end list. He had to put follow Aww. God. So it's like. <laughs> If Jay still loved it, then it means we all should love it. So it's a cool, it's a really beautiful album. And, and I, you know, to me, it's A-tier. 
Um, and and the, I'm I'm trying to figure out if I like it more than 808s. That's that's really where I am. Like, wow, you know, because, hot takes, guy. You got some hot takes. I know, but it's it's just it's so listenable. And like, I I know that 808 yeah. is really listenable as well. But I tried listening. You know, I tried listening to this whole catalog again, and I find myself. The thing is, is that like, who 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 that little bit and everything we. It's like if you take every single element of, of everything we need and put it on a piece of paper. It's like a song about Jesus being what we need pass, uh, like, like <laughs> a gospel singer, double pass, uh, R and B singer, triple pass an artist that I love. Who's gone, you know, weirdly religious pass, 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 pass. But then do, 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 you know, I, it's funny. Cause you talk about, about your religiosity, you know, my, my dad was a preacher, but he stopped before I was born and, and my brother's super religious and I've had a lot of religious phases too, but I've always had kind of a sort of mystical relationship to Christianity. So like I'm, I do consider myself a Christian, but I'm not very comfortable with many religions. So in the end, this album just works perfectly for me because it's, I don't agree with all of it. I don't agree with, you know, I, I don't go to Chick-fil-A on Friday or Thursday or whatever, you know? Um, but still, like it does actually connect to me it does do a successful job of connecting to me spiritually Mm -hmm. the same way that the Sistine Chapel connected to me the same way that you know uh whatever a a Bach chorale will connect to me like it's it's a a piece of religious art that is a successful piece a piece of religious art that happens to be by my favorite my favorite rapper as he loves to be called uh you know so I it's, I mean, basically every track is great. And the ones that I don't, I didn't like, I just like the more the time goes on. I mean, I didn't like water at first, but, but now it's just great. Even though it's the hardest for me to buy as a rap fan. Um, and then there's enough like bangers like Salah where he's just like the, the bits there where he's like starting over and it's just a really kind of, you know, crunchy, you know, like there's little bits of Jesus in there, you know, like little mm-hmm. tiny nuggets of Jesus where you're like, Oh wow! I didn't didn't expect that to be in there, um, and and I've mentioned it before, but like getting Kenny G to be cool is a, such a. I mean, I, you guys are a little bit younger than me, so you don't understand what a punchline Kenny G was. But Kenny G was the ultimate punchline for my entire adolescence. Like in the '90s, if you wanted to be cool, just diss Kenny G. Like that was that. Just bam, bam, just diss Kenny G. So the idea that Kenny G is on there with clips, like. I've got, you know, grinding going, like grinding happening at the same time as the song that was playing uh, at Macy's when, you know, I was <laughs> cutting through at the mall, like just having all these worlds together. Yeah, it's it's great. And, and, and I don't like gospel music. I've never liked gospel music. I, I work a lot with... Um, the, the chair of African and African American studies at my, at my school. And it's funny cause he doesn't like rap music. That's why I'm running the hip hop program. And he only likes gospel. And so it's like, the only wow. thing I had to talk to him about was like, I, I like Ant Clemens. Do you like Ant Clemens <laughs> or Fred Hammond? <laughs> oh, I, I love it in terms of like, um, this, I, I think it's a great album. I, I think it's interesting because, the knock on it is like it suffers from a lot of the prosperity gospel capitalism that, you know, talking with Joel Osteen and stuff is pretty bad. Um, but also like it's very uh, you, you in your video, like you bring up this like very anti-capitalist in a really interesting way too. Um, the idea that clips uh, like the God is, is my stamp. It's, mm-hmm. it's the anti new slaves. It's like the solution to new slaves. It's, um, you know, submission to Christ, submission, like uh, uh, an antidote to the capitalist hellscape we live in. Like rich and poor people are allowed into heaven. Like 
uh just like this ain't bow dead religion jesus brought a revolution all the captives are forgiven time to break down all the prisons every man every woman there's freedom from addiction like that's a lovely world yeah. that's a lovely world like why is that bad like why is that bad like what like yeah. that part isn't bad it's great it's and reuniting clips to like not talk about like crack and to talk about like just that's the only context you get them to reunite. That's the only context. And he did it like, yay did that. So it was, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Cause it's like, you know, like America, the, the promise of America is, is beautiful, but the, the roots of America are really disgusting, you know, obviously with slavery and, you know, with this album, you know, the, the promise that, that Kanye is talking about is beautiful. And even if you don't adhere to the religion or you don't like the idea of being associated to a religious practice, just that that thought of, you know, every man, every woman being freed is beautiful. Like breaking down the prisons is beautiful. And and I think like, again, it's it, I'm getting sad now, to be honest, like because we're talking about all this and it's like we're we're building up to Donda and then we're going to probably talk about yay now. And I'm like, man, there are so many moments where he tried, he tried so hard to make everything work at once. And it's inhumane to think that someone can do so many things, impact so much culture, you know, change the sound of music, change how we, we design clothes, change how we see ourselves give access to opportunities that black people weren't given because they're black. Like all of these things that he was fighting against, trying to overcome. It's like, it's no wonder he is at the point where he is now, because it's like every time he tried to do something, there was just an army of people, maybe from the devil himself that were sent to say, no, you can't do this. At some point, your attempts of being pure are ultimately going to be become stained by the dirt that is surrounding you that is surrounding all of us in our societies. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like getting really sad because it's like, man, I wish that we could have just supported him a little bit longer and given him a bit more grace to figure it out. Yeah. Who knows if, who knows what would have helped though? I mean, he's, he's got such serious issues. It seems that maybe, it didn't matter what we did, you know, because I want like because like the knock people say on him is uh, because like bipolar is very serious, but he has all these resources and he, he chose not to take them, which is like a very valid you know thing to critique him for. Um, but I think regular people who have that like bipolar or have mental health issues, they don't have that responsibility of. Who 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 who's before him? Like Michael Jackson, uh, Prince, like those guys, and those are tragic stories. Those are like tragic stories. Those are the guys he gets to look at and like try and find like some sort of like model of how to be. Um, it's it's re- so like it's I have a lot of sympathy, but it's also like man, like I, you're right. I don't know what would help. Like, I, like it's, it's really sad. Cause I want to, yeah. Cause it's not just, it's just not just Michael and Prince. It's also what he tells us. Like he's saying like Disney, uh, Ford, like these are people that change all of American and some Western culture. And he's trying to be that person. And he, and we know from experience that when he rises, he doesn't just rise alone. 
right? When he does really well in music, Jay does really well in music. Cuddy does well in music. Like everyone does super well in music. When he does well in fashion, Virgil does well in fashion. Jerry Lorenzo does well in fashion. Everyone does well in fashion. And he's going to give flowers. Like he's going to give people space to also be celebrated. Like he's not, as much as he's an ego, he does want people to know that Pharrell is the OG fashion person in his life. You know, he does want people to know the producers that influenced him when he started. Like, ah, man, it's just. Let's say one more thing about Jesus is King. That This is like Timbaland is all over the place. Oh, yeah. That was my point. Which is just like, how the hell? Like, because I mean, Timbaland was the first rap producer I ever paid attention to. So like I was literally just driving around in my car in the 90s listening to the rap the rap and R&B radio station and like to be a proper country. Yes. And like every 10 songs would be good. Nine of them would be bad. And then the 10th song would be good. And I picked up that there was some similarity between them. Like it was crazy. I was able to pick out his sound just sort of by listening. And that was the first Mm -hmm. time I ever understood that a rap producer could be something. And then I, I I even bought his album with Timbaland and Magoo. Like like he's a bunch of weird stuff. So the idea like Timbaland and Kanye working together, I mean, it wasn't as good as that sound. Right, because that would just be yeah, of an explosion or stronger, even. Yeah. yeah, like, all right. So Donda, uh, this is like in my head canon. This is like his final album. In my like, I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, like you know how Star Wars fans are like, oh, well, you know, the Mandalorian is a part of the goal. <laughs> like oh, whatever. <laughs> like that's how I am. Like with this, like I think, like in my head canon, like the Larry Hoover concert is the final thing he's done, and then. Like, mm. it's just like, I collect all that and go, well, this is mine. I'll take it off and do my own thing. Um, I, the thing that's great about this album is uh, in this moment of lucidity, he says, this is not about me. Like, this is not about me. It's not about, there's one song about him and his mom and the pain of that. Like, I guess every song is informed, but like, every song is about that indirectly, but directly there's like one song about that. Um, it's it's for the kids, 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 because deep down we're children living in the society, putting on suits and uniforms and making money to cover up how broken and lost we feel. And in the meantime, we make the world worse for each other. And then we make the worse for our children or the next generation. Like we don't give a shit if we litter because like it's just out of sight. I don't care, you know, about this. I don't I don't care about using styrofoam throwing my Chick-fil-A cup out the window <laughs> stuff like that um, because like, I don't have to deal with it. Like it'll decompose in a billion years and my, and a seagull will die that who cares? Like it, that, the world is like so full of suffering and we don't think about the implications of our actions and how they trickle down. And because we're all just trying to alleviate our suffering. And I, I love this album because this album offers a sophisticated spirituality where it's, understands the deep well of pain people go through amplified by their past. And um, then the next step would be to collectively imagine and build a future where we could forgive each other, where we could love each other, where everyone gets their emotional and material needs met. And uh, in the meantime, like while we're, while we're building this future, we could use this music and the teachings of Christ to like soothe ourselves when we're going through hard times and the most challenging part of the album, though, is can this utopia include everybody? Can this utopia include the likes of Marilyn Manson and DaBaby and Chris Brown and 
Larry Hoover Sr. because he's like a murderer and he's a, he's a bad he's like a bad guy. And like if, if we're if we have to if we're freeing those who have been who've done bad things because of the material conditions that capitalism has created, do we try and forgive and rehabilitate abusers? Do we try and rehabilitate criminals that society like we think are is just like unforgivable? Like do we want to live in that utopia? Like, is that utopia? I think that's a really, yeah, it's, it's, it's like really challenging, but really it's such a soothing album. And he's also got heat on it. It's like the, the fact that like Jesus is King is like, Oh, I guess he's just going to do this from now on. I I guess he's going to make adult contemporary music for the rest of his life. (laughs) Jesus is King too. (laughs) Oh, you know, like, but like the fact that he brings heat, the fact that he like brings like artistic, uh, prowess to it and like top of the game top producers the hottest guys like the fact that he had the same like features as drake and did they all did better and like the same it's like chopped where like <laughs> he like made filet mignon and then like drake made just like whatever it's 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 really great so uh, that's my take on donda <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that was a really great take to be honest. That was, that was an awesome take. And yeah, like there's, there is, there is heat like off the grid, I, I think was the best rap song of 2021. Like it was just, it's exactly what you want. Like you want good beats, good rhymes. What, who said that? Dope beats. Dope, oh, um, little brother was like, dope beats, dope rhymes. What more do you want? Like, and, um, and then there's come to life. Like that album has off the grid and come to life. And they both yeah. fit in the same album. Um, Come to Life, I think, is his most beautiful song. It's not my favorite song, but if you think about beauty and and chills and and spirituality and connection and community, that's what it is. And I think it was cool, like the process of him of him having those listening parties and then working on the album based off of reactions from those listening parties was cool. Like it felt like as a fan, you were actually in a studio with yay and you got a chance to tell him like, yeah. Oh, this is shit. This is cool. And then <laughs> complain about not having the push a verse on the album, right? Like on the, um, the South Carolina track. That first, that's so, so good. I miss it. It was <laughs> like, so good. Right. And you're like, you're like, why the fuck would you do that? But then, <laughs> Whatever the album comes out and it's it wouldn't it wouldn't fit in the new version but yeah, yeah like, and it wouldn't have fit and kind and kind of knew that I think Pusha understood it too but like yeah it's it's uh it's special because you're right it may it is the last album that we could actually stand on it publicly and say yo listen to Donda now listen to this yeah like no matter what comes next like I can't stand on it and say to everyone yo go listen to this new Yay because then it can <laughs> yeah. just say uh you mean the Yay that said what he said. So, so for us to be able to celebrate this album, even though it was uncomfortable at times with, with Marilyn Manson being part of the, um, the listening experience in the album, ultimately, um, it, it was still something you could stand on and talk about and, and debate as album of the year quality, you know? So it's, it's, it's not top, top tier for me. It just missed that ranking, but it's up there for sure. Unrelated. Like this is like the total aside, we'll cut it out of the episode, but the fact that like, Harry Styles went over Beyonce is the one time I would have wished Kanye just like came out like <laughs> <Yeah>. like uh uh-uh. <laughs> like like I know I said some really bad stuff but like he need be here yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna spit on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Okay, so Sky, what's your take on Donda? Like you, you already done like a billion videos on this. Yeah, I've, I've done a billion videos on it. So what what I will do is tell everyone to to watch my billion videos about it. <laughs> yes. But but the thing I have learned a lot since then, and you know I, I make I'm it is very important to me that Kanye and I were born in the same year, not because we're Gemini's or whatever, but because. Um, I know how hard it is to stay up on new things. And that's why I have the damn channel. And this whole, like, if you have been paying attention to music for the last 10, 15 years, you're fine. And everything, it's just a whole bunch of features. To me, this ended up being the, the skeletal architecture that allowed me to understand how Atlanta became the center of rap music. And it is. New York is not the center of rap music. Atlanta is. I'm sorry to everyone else. I hate it. It's true. It's like, how did that happen? Like, that's a whole story that's told on Donda. And I didn't even know it the first 50 times I listened to it before I started preparing my lesson and learning all about quality control records and all this stuff. It's it's this amazing thing where, oh my God, wait, this was the point the whole time? And that's why he did it in Atlanta? And then is this actually all tied into the fact that he was born in Atlanta because that's where his dad was? And is this actually some kind of weird response? Is this part of his dad phase, like Andrew was saying? And is that it's actually, should it actually be called whatever the hell his dad's first name is? It's probably isn't as cool as Donda. Ray. I don't know, what is it? Ray. Ray, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like, it's... Um, they think it's the J.D. Fox movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's something that I've realized recently, sort of, since then that the features on here are so good and you know i I had a lot of fun because i I taught the song bando by migos and i don't know i don't know if you know the song but the first minute of the song he just says uh trapping in the house with the boards on the windows trapping on the house with the boards on the windows just just over and over and over again and i'm clowning on it in the class but at the same time, it's a good song. Everything is well said. The words that are chosen are chosen for a reason. It creates a certain atmosphere. Like it's not just trash. Just because I think that the world was perfect with Public Enemy doesn't mean that Migos is trash. And so that there really is just not because what Drake was doing was he's doing his vampire thing where it's just whatever's hot. I'm just going to suck the blood from it. But don't worry, you can drink from my blood and it'll become a vampire. So we'll all be vampires together. Uh, Whereas this really feels like Kanye is never a vampire. He's always a collaborator. And that's why this comes out so well. Cause you know, I didn't, I did not know the difference between the baby and little baby and this album made sure that I did, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. That's that one. And that's that one. So yeah, that's, I mean, I, I think it is the saddest album because it, it, Donda represented a way forward where he could have stayed Jesus as Kingy and Yeezus-y. It's both of them at the same time. It seemed like there was a way forward and he could have just kept making Donda's yeah. uh, albums where he talks about God breathing on this. Oh, yeah. That'd be so good. <laughs> um, like... But I have actually a new theory as to why he didn't, but we can talk about that uh, when we get to Donda too. Um, so yeah, it just, there's, I, I would say that the deluxe edition uh, is F tier. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am willing to put up with so much fuckery <laughs> from, from artists with order of stuff. I don't even mind George Lucas changing the, the original trilogy, yeah. but putting like, I just, anyways, I, I can't stand that. Um, I, I, I don't like that. It's the vinyl. That sucks. Yeah. That's the part that sucks. Like at least offer the original version with the vinyl. And stuff, yeah. But like I, I put like uh life of the party in between Donda, keep my spirit alive. And then I put like, Never abandon your family between keep my spirit alive and Jesus Lord. Then I remove 
new again. I removed the Marilyn Manson feature. Oh, like, cause Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, but yeah, it's like, it's, it, that is a like S so yeah. S tier Jesus Lord is my stamp. Uh, the idea of just like the Kanye talks about his mom and losing his mom and how that's bad, but it's not about me. It's about the, 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 the mom who lost her child and is now addicted to drugs. And then the, the brother who like, like, wants revenge and then like the guy who like killed the brother like they're all victims like they're all victims in this song it's they're not there's now actually like um they're all running around without like a like a parental figures and stuff and the uh like jay electronica coming in like highlighting yeah we kind of like deserve judgment on some level we kind of like look at what we do to people look at what we do to these other countries and stuff then just like larry hoover jr coming in and saying like it's the capitalist like society is what made him and made the children of today and it's like the the fact that like he the larry hoover senior has been in jail for 40 plus years and has not been rehabilitated, has been put in like solitary confinement, which is torture, like torture. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone deserves that. And it's, it's, this is like, this is the album. Like the fact that like Kanye was going to get better and he was going to make albums like this brought me a lot of hope too. Like, because the year previous, he was like screaming about like almost killing his daughter because of, a, of an abortion and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, he's going to die. He's going to die in 2020 and stuff. And I thought there's a way forward. And it, it really is demoralizing the fact that like, let's talk about Donda two now. <laughs> like just one, one quick, one quick word. Just I, I happen to notice right now. If you notice, I look a little bit distracted on the video it's just because I'm constantly going through the, the producer list. I think actually part of the problem with Donda, it's digital Nas. So he's a producer, yeah. but he produced uh, uh, Junior uh, and uh, and Remote Control, like? which are like I mean I, I've heard them enough to sort of like them, but if the album did not have those two songs, it would be a stronger album. Anyways, just no, no, stop it, Sky, stop <sighs> it. I think like it needed some fun, it needed yes. some levity, it needed some like silliness too. Right, like, Junior, what the um, Navi on my wrist? Like, <laughs> okay, now now see, there's want. a there's a case where I love the second version so much because I yeah, love yeah, the second yeah, version so great version because uh, yeah. Okay, so Donda two, um, it's like. Again, not part of my canon. It's like watching it. It's like watching a man relapse into his addictions, and like I shouldn't be looking at this. It's like so horrible to watch. Um, you know, just like him fall into sex addiction and hypocrisy, and uh, just uh, you know, alcoholism again. And it's just like very little positivity, like very little constructive things. Uh, and then just like to watch people go to Mon, watch him hurt others, watch him hurt himself, watch him hurt us. It's just watch him hurt his family. Like, um, I think like as a moral, a model of morality, it's, it's an F, uh, <laughs> it gets an F. Um, but as, um, a pure artistic expression, I think it's incredibly successful as just because it goes back to the, uh, well, I just want to cry quotes. It's when he goes, uh, <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, it's, it's like you fill in the, you, the audience has to fill in the words of what he's communicating 
and I honestly don't want him to finish it. I like it as just, just like speaking in tongues and just like crying and just like this expression of pain. I think that's one of his gifts is his ability to like translate pain into music. Um, which is again is like, and like, I think this is the album where I kind of like don't like that he's a process artist. I don't like that he, like, we have to watch this part of it. I, I want him to just go away and finish it, go away and have some complete thoughts and then come back with this. I don't like that, like, we have to like watch this part of it. I, I think it's like there's a part of it that's like irresponsible to like look at this too. So, yeah, um, my stamp is Louis Bags and Happy because it's just like pure energy and just like uh, the manic depression. To to see his to see his mental state, that's like the, you just have to l- listen to those two songs. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on Donda too. Uh, I think I I think about the uh, the twenty twenty election uh, in the photo that I forget who tweeted it out of Kanye just sitting there by himself and there's a big screen and, and it's, it's just him and, and Kim isn't there. And I, I think about how, how sad that would be on the biggest night of your political life and understanding that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a joke, right? Like it's like, we all kind of yeah, laugh yeah, because yeah. it's, it's Kanye. But if you are someone who is aspiring to become president of the United States and, and your wife isn't there, it'd be really, really, really sad. Uh, as an individual and so yeah. for me donna too is a combination of that pain and then i mean the divorce happens and kanye deals with it in a kanye way which is very erratic very egotistical and very immature and childlike now what would a child do if he got to, if he was losing the dream girl the girl that he like wanted for the for his entire life he would do these really childlike rants and make up a really bad video of him kind of beating up his new girl, his girl, his ex-wife's new guy, like all of these things. And yet the album, I think the album, you only get it because he had product to sell, right? He had a stem player to sell. And so he's like, well, if I put this unfinished music on the stem player, people will buy it. And then the promise is that eventually I will complete it and it'll only be available there. So all that being said, I think the album hits like it knocks. Like remember like the knocking we didn't get on yay or on Jesus King. You got that future Atlanta down South knock on this album. Yeah. The lyrics aren't completed, but it fucking like when you hear it again, gym music, this is number two on the Kanye list behind Jesus. Like it's a great gym album because it does have like those beats that you want when you're working out. And then you get sad for a little bit. And that's also nice, too, when you're doing cardio. <laughs> Recovery. Uh, yeah. And I will say, yeah, exactly. And I will say my stand is flowers. Every time I buy my partner flowers, I think to myself, well, if she doesn't like it, I could just tell her, uh, keep the flowers, I'll send 100,000. You know, so so I, I love that track. And I, I think there's a lot of really good music there. It just It's just not finished. So it's hard to really rate it. I like it as like genre exercise. Like he's finally doing a trap album, and like I think it's. I don't think it deserves the Donda name. I, it, I, it could it could have been called like Easy or something. I think that that would have been interesting because he's doing another kayfabe thing. Um, but if you think about it, like Donda's story was unfinished because she died, right? So Donda Two is really Donda because for him, and maybe because of him, 
she passed away. And because of his actions, you get this incompleted kind of artistic expression. And I think this is the end of the dad phase because it's about um, the story he tells with this album is like my mom like divorced my dad and then told my dad not to come near me based told not told him not to like come by like uh, we have to stay separate like basically. And then I think he's holding a lot of resentment over his mom. Now he's like maybe like processing some anger like because like for for all this time she he was like portraying her as an angel, um, but like he, he he might view her as partly responsible for his unhappiness right now, like this like not having a dad, not having a thing, and it's also like rebelling against God, rebelling against the Father because it's like all this shit he's doing is not Christ-like. It's not Christ. It's not, it's not Christ-like. It's not Christ-like to like bully Pete Davidson. And it's it's like to, to say that, like apologize to your family for being in your family or posting like Pete Davidson dead at 28, which is like unforgivable and horrible. Like it's, 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 uh, so I feel like this is the end of the dad phase of some sort. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm really, I'm really stuck because like part of me, so I have the stem player. I bought it literally the second that it came out. I, I, yeah. I actually like, I am such a fan of little toys that make noise that you can control rhythmically that, you know, those um, like the golden books with the little sound bars on the side, like for children, like oh, little yeah, mermaid, yeah, 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 yeah. some of yeah. them uh, you hit the button and it just triggers and it plays all the way through. But some of them you can re-trigger and make little rhythms. So I would go to Toys R Us. I would buy them out. I would rip off the thing, throw away the book, and I'd have these little sound things, and I'd like make songs with them. So like, I think of Donda Two as yes, it's a thing to sell software, but it's actually I don't think of it as a, as a capitalist thing. I think of it as Yay actually truly believes that there are people out there who want to be able to mess with music and make their own songs. Yeah, and I've oh, made for so, sure. so many of my own songs and it works better with Donda 2 than it works with Donda 1. It works better than most stuff. So even though I put this at C tier, it's I think it's one of the one of the worst Kanye albums just sort of objectively because there's not that many great songs. I mean, I, I love I guess my stamp is Pablo because I think you could almost think of this album as Life of Pablo Part Two as opposed to Donda Part Two because it has that sort of unfinished quality. The same way it's interacting with a new media, you know, the Life of Pablo is interacting with title and streaming, and this is interacting with the stem player. And the only difference is I think yeah. the real Donda Two is. Uh, uh, Kendrick's album, like yeah. I think that's the the real Donda <laughs> yeah, too, like because it c- carries on that same legacy and is like furthering those ideas in a really interesting way. Um, I'm sorry, to yeah, and and just because I wasn't paying attention to music when Future got big, I'm only getting into Future now. And again, I had to lose all of my. I grew up in the '90s and I love Jay Z and I love Biggie East Coast stuff, and like I now get Future, so. The idea of him giving that kind of control, like I also think that he's in conversation with Whole Lot of Red because he produced Whole Lot of Red for Playboy Cardi, and arguably the influence that Kanye should have had with Donda, he had with Whole Lot of Red because Whole Lot of Red is actually the a, a more influential album, I think, than anything Kanye has done, you know, for a little while because Whole Lot of Red is just changing everything. It's just such a far out there wild album. 
it still has his fingerprints on it. So to have like Future come in and he's executive producing it, is his his name just on there because Kanye wants his name to be on there? Does he like? It's hard to figure out how smart Future is. He's very smart, but it's unclear because he's probably really is always on codeine. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. So I I really like it. I'm happy that it exists. I agree. I don't ever want to see it on my streaming service, but then that also means I will never have that relationship to it because I only ever listen to it when I'm goofing around with the stems and making it backwards and putting little chip, 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 you know, I'm chopping and screwing it. <laughs> so I, I love the future thing in terms of like, we'll wrap up in a little bit, but like uh, the, uh, I love the future thing in terms of like the trapping in the letter next to the, 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 the about four or five phantoms. And then yay going uh, hopped out to Uber next thing you know about Uber. So like <laughs> it's the same emptiness and the same sadness um, communicate with these two very different lives, two men who made it out the mud, as Future likes to say. Um, yep. But just like two totally different um, contexts, the same human misery on, on display. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it also has the worst line of Kanye ever. Like, uh, when you lay down and I gave you the semen, I swore I heard God. Voice of Morgan Freeman. Amazing. What do you mean the worst? Like, what are we talking about? It's the worst. That's hilarious. <laughs> so because you you can hear the voice. I'm sorry. You can hear Morgan Freeman when you're laying on the semen. Like, it's amazing. When I laid down and gave you the semen. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. It's that good. That's and your Morgan problem. Freeman. Is gave. Okay. That's fair. The the word gave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my big deal. I, I, yeah, it's like it is doing the same thing as like. It just like kind of shows to me like a oh he's kind of lost it a little bit of like it's the same like thing of like the bleached asshole line but just like because like, so the song is very serious and sad and that like the Wi-Fi and oxygenator Wi-Fi is a great really like sad beautiful line like it exemplifies the problem and uh, <laughs> I don't know okay so um yeah uh, let's do our rankings okay. like let's rank like let's uh, number our rankings and stuff. So I go first uh, while you're getting that out. So S tier, number one, college dropout. Mm. Number two, late registration. Yay. Number three, Donda. <laughs> like number four, Yeezus. Number five, 808s and Heartbreak. So it's S, um, the top tier, A++. Okay, A tier. So like nine out of ten. Uh, number six, graduation. Number seven, Life of Pablo. Number eight, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay, so B now. Number nine, Watch the Throne. Number 10, Yay. Number 11, Kids See Ghosts. Um, C tier, Jesus is King, 12. D tier, Donda 2 and Cruel Summer at 14. So, all right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Stanley? What's, what's on your list? All right, so I got, here's my, my S tier, number one. Sky, late registration. <laughs> number two, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Number three, graduation. Number four, eight oh eights and heartbreak. Number five, the life of Pablo. Wow. Number six, yep, college dropout. Number seven, Jesus. Wow, that's an interesting one. Yeah, okay. Uh, a tier. Uh, <laughs> so they're all S. Those are all <laughs> S. They're all tens. They're perfect, amazing albums. Fight me on it. Uh, number, where am I? Number eight, Watch the Throne. Number nine, Donda. Number 10, Kitsy Ghost. 
B tier, uh, 11, yay. 12, Jesus King. I've got Donda 2 as B tier as well, and that's number 13. And last, but still B tier because of New God Flow, Cruel Summer. (laughs) Cruel Summer. That song's so good. Uh, So S tier, number one, Jesus. Number two, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. We're in agreement, Stanley. Uh, Number three, (laughs) Kids See Ghosts. Number four, Graduation. So that's my entire S tier. Those are the the perfect four uh, Kanye albums. I guess one of them is Kid Cudi album. What do I know? Uh, (laughs) uh, A tier, five, Donda, six. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm changing it. Six, Jesus is King. Seven, 808 and Heartbreak. Uh, Eight, Pablo. Nine, Watch the Throne. So that's my A tier. B tier, just one, College Dropout. C tier, 11th, Donda 2. 12th, hey, hey, not last, late registration. Like that is criminal. <laughs> that is criminal. I don't get it. And, and 13, the worst album is Yay. I still haven't really listened to Cruel Summer, so I'll tell you when I listen to it. I've been meaning to listen to that too. Like, Andrew, Andrew, you got to chop this up and just put that one clip of Sky putting late registration at number 11. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is clickbait 101. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, final thoughts on Ye. What are your final thoughts? Like, uh, thank you so much. We're we're almost done. Like, uh, Sky, what, well, what would you? I have one more fun thought actually. So, um, so recently someone posted they don't understand about Dylan. So I've been thinking about doing a. Are, are we on? <sighs> is this working? Yes. So I was thinking about doing a video helping young people understand Dylan because he's going to die oh, soon. Sick. And, and once he dies, all the boomers are just going to just jizz all over themselves and won't be, you won't be able to enjoy their music, the music. <laughs> so and you'll hear the voice of Morgan Freeman. Um, <laughs> the, you know, that would save the, that would save the song. When I jizz, I heard the like. voice of Bob Dylan. Um, but so I have this theory. So Bob Dylan for the last like 20 years has been really insistent that all he cares about is making money. And he's like super, super greedy. And he just talks about, he does all these commercials and he just goes on all these tours. And my theory is he's doing it because he knows it'll piss off the hippies that treat him like Jesus. So I think he is the artist he's always been. He's only saying that to throw off once they like you, make them unlike you. I think that's what he's doing. I think I'm giving Kanye too much credit. I don't think this is happening, but maybe on some level he tried he had to find the one thing that would make sure he could shake everybody off who thought of him as a good human being so that he could only be considered as an artist and that's like what he's done but he's gone so far that we can't listen to his music anymore without getting bumped (laughs) but anyway so that's the sort of dylan you know like the anti-semitism of kanye could be similar to the greed of dylan but that's just a theory so uh stanley what are your final thoughts on yay like forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes forever uh uh he when he dies the this moment uh in his history will will not be the final stamp i think they'll be will remember the entirety of his human life and we'll probably proclaim him as the most human artist we've ever seen so i hope he doesn't die anytime soon uh but selfishly it's like i need it to just end like i need the movie to end 
so that we can actually then have a real holistic conversation about them. Because once you put on the anti-Semitic stamp, it's hard to think about anything else. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, like, I, I, so I work out at a gym and stuff, like, you know, clap for me and stuff, that's pretty great. Wait, you, but, like, you work I, out <laughs> at a gym? That makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> I work out at I a gym. I work out at a bank. And, like, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> like, please, we're trying to make deposits. I'm like, oh! Like, <laughs> um, but, like, I work out at, I work out at a gym, and, like, I'll see, like, when the I Love Hitler interview came out, um, people, people started, like, stopped wearing Yeezys to the gym. <laughs> like basically they stopped completely. And I was like, Oh, I guess this is really it. Like, I'm like, this is really, this is really bugging me out. And then slowly over time, just like it was, it's, I see him as much as I saw them before. Like, and it's, and it's, there's obviously a discouraging element to it because like, Oh man, people don't really care. Like, but it's also like, there's an encouraging element in terms of like, I think his legacy is okay. Like, I think it's Mm -hmm. once it's over, we'll be able to have like, I would love it once it's over to have like a holistic view. Um, That's like the, the, yeah, you're right. Selfishly. I wanted to stop so that, um, so that we could just like enjoy this as what it is. Um, I'm glad. So yeah, he was one of my favorite artists of all time with one of the best discographies of all time. Gen, gen, just full stop. Like, I think that's true. Um, and he formulated my sense, my taste forever. And oh, like, because I like, um, and just like, basically I survived a lot of chronic and sustained like trauma for many years. And I completely wrecked my sense of self, making it so that I would try and find uh, that outside of myself in my arts, my relationship, my status. Um, and, you know, like when I didn't get that, I would like my mind would go to dark places and Ye's music was a lifeline. Like, and I'm not going to say I didn't kill myself because of Kanye's music. I'm not going to go that far. I won't give him, I won't give the music that power and that credit. Um, the reason I didn't like do anything was because of myself. And that's what Kanye's music gave me. Yes, I can credit God. I can credit my family. I can credit my friends. But I'm the one who chose to go to therapy. I'm the one who has to live with myself every day. I'm the one who feels a moral and social imperative to heal so I can better contribute beauty to the world. Um, You know, fun art and like laughter and like good art analysis and stuff. And um, Ye's music was a friend to me and all that. And in some senses, more of a friend than some of my friends. Uh, like, And that's why it's more than just music to me. And that's why the current situation hurts me so much. And that's why it's so hard to completely let go of. Um, because it not only gave me solace, but it gave me a mission. And losing him felt like losing kind of both of those. Um, so after everything, I still love him and I love his art. Um, but love without boundaries is self-destruction. And I love myself too much to do that. It fills my heart with sorrow that I can't save him. And I hope he finds a way to save himself, um, gets the help he needs. But, you know, I choose me uh, because holding on to him in this way hurts me too much. And I have to love myself better than that. And it practically just means having a looser grip, like just, you know, not holding so tight and just like, you know, having an open, a palmed relationship and 
stop keeping track of him and stop defining myself in relationship to him. Um, and to start defining myself as my own favorite artist. So that's it. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the end of our yay episode. That's pretty cool. Uh, Sky, what would you like to plug? Uh, just please go to professor Sky's record review. And, uh, if you like listening to new music or people going on rather extended, uh, essays, in the guise of a music review, check out my channel. Uh, if, if you like this, I think you'll probably like that. And I tell people who watch my channel, they'd probably like this. So yeah, yeah. it's the, it's like my genuinely one of my favorite YouTube channels. I listen to all of, even if I haven't listened to the album, I listen to oh, what you well, have to you. say, cause I just like to hear you full muse philosophical and stuff. Yeah, so well, thank you about the state of the world, about your life. And it's so fun. It's funny and it's interesting it's engaging and I was on it once. Oh yeah, that's another plug. I was on there once. I, I was on the Brockhampton review. That's right. T- TM. So that was very it great. Was. Okay, Stanley, what do you like to plug? Yeah, I want to plug Yeezys because let's be honest, folks. <laughs> Nike has like They need our help. <laughs> no, but like Nike is problematic. Like all of these places are problematic. So I get not listening to the music, but those shoes are so darn comfortable. <laughs> I've, really I've got yeah. I've got um, foam runners. I've got my 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 seven hundreds, my three fifties, and I'm gonna rock them all summer long. So be with me, rock the Yeezys, and new pairs are coming out because Adidas is a fucking cowardly company <laughs> that Spineless. is like... choosing money over everything, which is what all companies do. So hey, pro- props to Adidas. I want some new Yeezys this year. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm plugging Yeezys. <laughs> We'll, we'll cut that down a little bit. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, so... And Sorry, that, that was my easiest moment. I needed to have yeah. one easiest moment. <laughs> like, Fuck the corporations. No, no. follow Snap is then. Uh, I post yeah. once once a month. Mike Myers is next to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Thanks, thanks, Guy, for the insight. Like, it's awesome to... You know, like, I, I ran about a lot of things. And I don't have I don't have any background to kind of stand on. And it's cool to have someone who has actual um, academic academic background and musical knowledge to uh, to listen to. Uh, aside from your late registration take, that is going <laughs> to be your road to failure. So chase it now while you still have a chance. Listen, Fantano had a hot take about Kanye that he meant, and it rocketed him to stardom. I'm just waiting. This yeah. is this yeah. is gonna be this is gonna be what finally breaks it. It's not all my hard effort or anything. It's just <laughs> saying you don't like a Kanye thing that everyone else likes. That's the key. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I have, I would like to plug the needle drop. Uh, he needs our help. <laughs> he needs like his like underground channel. Uh, really distinct look. You know, smart guy. Um, yeah, and you can follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee on Instagram, uh, and you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter, and Instagram and TikTok. I keep messing it up. You can follow IBM the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, new season next week. New episodes. Uh, with uh, Stanley Philippe as Yay. one of our co-hosts, and also Harper Thompson and Michael Limentado are back. Yay. So that's it's gonna be so great. Like I'm really excited. Um, thank you so much, Sky, for letting indulging us and for doing this. It's incredible. Uh, a, a, what song would you like to close us out with? Oh, once again, it's gotta be "Lift Yourself." It's gotta be "Whoopity <laughs> Scoop." It, it's it 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 may be his greatest statement. Like. 
Kanye doesn't have a sense of humor. That's his biggest flaw. But how the hell what? do you how do you explain whoopity scoop? Someone who doesn't understand fish sticks but does understand whoopity scoop, like it's the great complex. So I actually I uh, I don't know if you've seen the lyrics highlighted, the rhymes highlighted mm, for whoopity scoop. Really funny. I just discovered it today. <laughs> it's very very funny. So I'm gonna quote it now: whoopty scoopty poop, poopty scoopty scoopty whoop. Yeah. So, Anyways, have a good day. Hey. Click whoopity scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop, whoop dee scoop dee poop, poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop, whoopie dee scoop whoop poop, poop doo dee whoop scoop, poop.